Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. It's a me, a man that got see him. <laughs> Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Excitement time. Clam down. Clam down. Clam down. Clam down. Pirates Pirate. are going dancing, baby. They picked us last. They picked us last. And now we're going dancing. We're going dancing. How about those freaking pirates? Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a free beer Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And watch the show on Facebook Live and youtube and enjoy the ride with us today let's have a fun friday edition of pirate radio live where we inform and entertain and we got a lot to talk about on today's show including pirate baseball which is once again on to cincinnati pirates swept cincinnati earlier this season in fact two of those wins came of the run rule variety so pirates owned the series here in greenville can they do the same on the road? Uh, it's kind of been a tale of two teams when you look at ECU baseball this year, home and road. Pirates have been awesome at Clark LeClaire, not so great away from the friendly confines. So it'll be Pirates and Cincinnati, and we'll be uh, watching some of that in hour three of today's show, and we'll be previewing it until we get there with Patrick Mason, who will join us on the Pirate Radio Live line coming up in about 15 minutes. We'll get his take on this series and what it'll take to once again knock off Cincinnati. We will also look back and recap a little bit of what happened Wednesday night, the pitching rotation for the Pirates, all that coming up with Patrick Mason coming up in hour number one. Also in hour number one, we'll catch up with Brian North from WCTI 12, talk about everything going on here locally and beyond in the sports world. He joins us later on in hour one. Hour two, we've got tony dunn c3 podcast going to join us here on the show we'll recap the panthers draft talk about all the nfl news and notes talk football hour two here on a friday edition of pirate radio live morgan aylers has a son employed by the seattle seahawks that's pretty cool uh we will talk to morgan coming up at five o'clock and recap last weekend from his perspective uh that is uh uh, I can't wait to hear because what was it like? The phone calls, the nervousness, all that, and then the payoff of Holt Naylor's getting a contract from the Seattle Seahawks. We'll talk about that and some other topics with Morgan Naylor's coming up in hour three. Also, they're playing golf in Charlotte at the Wells Fargo Championship. Mark Greenhelge, Golf Shop Radio Show station there. We will talk to him about what's going on in Charlotte right now. Hit on some other topics with Greeny as well. So that is the guest list. We've got a lot to do in between all that, and we'll be talking to you on Facebook and on YouTube. So you can find us there. Chime in with questions for our guests, comments, concerns, birthdays, anniversaries. We've uh, sang happy birthday to a couple folks this week. This is our last free week of doing that. Your free ride is over. Next week, we're going to start charging. So get them in while you can. Uh, Jerry says, hello, Clipper. I'm going to say hello, Jerry. Jerry! Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt here. Uh, Chandler raising his arms with his palms to the sky saying, where is my hello, Jerry? 
Is that what you were saying, Chandler? Yes. Whereas our well, not just mine, but where's Shirley's too? Yeah. So, I mean, this is not a one man band. This is a three man band. Yeah, Two I mean, man, one woman band. I'm, I'm used to being ghosted, so I'm good. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! They call her Casper. <laughs> <laughs> Except she's not that friendly. <laughs> Uh, that is just a freebie of my set I'll be doing tonight. Okay. Where live stand up. I want to know where that's In my backyard on the deck to all the deer and birds. What you got in that field nowadays? What you got back there in that what field? You got in that, what you got in the backyard nowadays? Man, we got so much wildlife going on. What about crops? Mm, yeah, pretty barren as far as that goes right now. Oh. But, um, man the possum uh oh really the the possum population, population. in uh <laughs> on and road is it's up there a lot of possums mm, I, I actually was I, this was i think last week i was pulling to my driveway and i saw these beaming eyes it was at night too and i was like what is that could it be a cat and as i got closer i was like raccoon no it nah. was a opossum. Opossum. I also see a lot of wabbits out there as wabbits. well. We got a lot of wabbits. Are you hunting really, wabbits? Really quiet. All right. I don't know if I should read this, but I do try to read every comment that doesn't have an expletive. Um, oh, gosh. There is a rivalry. There's some rivalries going on between listeners and people of Pirate Radio Live. Oh. One of those is a, it's a, it's a generational rivalry. Oh, God. Is it Austin again? Is it Austin? (laughs) It's Austin. All right. Dude. Chandler, I'm going to read this. You're the one that has to sit beside Shirley, so this could be tough for you the rest of the show. He says, I have a comment slash concern. Does anyone else feel like Shirley is a little slow on the buttons nowadays? (gasps) I, I hate to say it, but I think she's really starting to show her age. That is his oh words, not mine. Okay. I think he's just trying to... Speaking of buttons, I think he's just trying to push yours. Yeah. The Pussycat Dolls wanted to loosen up your buttons. Austin wants to push your buttons. Dion likes nothing more than smelling his own fart. Is that, that Austin? That's Austin. Austin, you like smelling your gaze, my friend? Jamie says, Clip, or glad to see Clip in a good mood after yesterday's drubbing. Well, thanks for bringing that up again, Jamie. That was an absolute beatdown at the hands of brandon manning and name that sound he is a uh, name that sound hall of famer and will no longer be participating in the game unless it's a special event an all-star game maybe we could do uh, another all-star weekend chandler one and oh in all-star games versus hall of famer brandon manning that's why i'm an, <laughs> that's why i'm an all-star <laughs> uh oh, okay jay pizzle has sent me a photo of beautiful section 213 man he says 213 grad crew shout out clip and it, is, it looks like a basketball game nobody's there yeah all, exactly how it's missing is my dad in section 213 uh it is graduation day weekend been uh bumping here downtown and shirley Rhodes. do we have a tribute to Beautiful the graduates of memories a time to share with friends a hug that says we'll keep in touch Cause friendship never ends The autographs, the cap and gown The honors that you've earned A future that looks right because Of everything you learned You're the best 
of the class this year. Where did Chandler go? You're the best. He's not the best of the class. Of the class. Oh. Every time that song comes on, he has to leave the room because he was the worst of the class. Oh, um, is that what it is? For folks that don't know, Chandler, are you familiar with that song? No. Did you even hear it? I heard the first part of it. And I've never heard of it. That used to run on WITN during graduation time, and they would feature area high school students from different schools oh, cool. and play that song. And uh, I used to love listening to that growing up. The you, best of the class. Were you highlighted? hell no i was not highlighted hell no i the no 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 did you do you remember what did you ever have like your class ranking like you knew what number you were <laughs> i don't i i don't know if we did i didn't look i was 20th you were 20th i was you were not i swear i was 20th. <laughs> oh my god out of how i was many? 20th huh out of how many 112 that that's Guys, That's I, I was. Do you know who you're talking to? <laughs> Beta Club. Beta 20th. Club. I think I was in also receiving votes. And I, I and y'all are gonna and y'all are gonna probably say some joke, but I was also. And this is a real thing. I was also in the CTE National Honor Society. To mean you had too many concussions? That see no that just it. It was a society I was in. What does it stand for? Uh, career technical something <laughs> i was in fbla and drama club uh, well shirley you uh got was, an a plus in drama <laughs> <laughs> i was 53rd out of 146 all right that, i think it, well 146 or 144 because i think we had two that dropped out in the middle of the i don't know year. my ranking i don't want to know my ranking 53rd if, five, any, three. if anyone has my files Oh, career and technical education program. Way to go, Chandler. Yes, sir. You certainly do have CTE. That we can all <laughs> say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Eric says, I know what Clip had for dessert last night. A big old slice of humble pie served by Big Time Brandon. What a lame nickname, Eric. Big Time Brandon. Hey, hey look, it's Big Time Brandon. <laughs> hey look hey look over there who's that oh god that's big time eric said dang everybody getting dumped on today except for chandler well i took care of that real quick he said uh cte society means chandler can't remember anything he learned in high school (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah including remembering to do his homework correct i did my homework but look he uh, he finished 20th amongst all the students at what high school was this lakewood high school stand up baby the leopards lakewood high school 20th in the rankings there were only 19 people in that school smarter than you that is scary yes sir <laughs> that is scary. i was in honors classes <laughs> i'm sure you were i was were. i was that's good man congrats all right, Chris says, Clip, did you bring any ZD for Chan and Shirley? So last night I did put on the uh, – I'm using Twitter now like middle-aged folks use Facebook. I'm putting up my dinner. Dinner is delicious tonight. <laughs> but I am. <laughs> it is kind of a pride thing for me. I've gotten into, like, cooking, and I, I enjoy it. And last night I, I went to the Grosch, hamburger, Italian sausage – got some ziti got some both alfredo and tomato sauce 
put it all together made a cheesy dish oh and some cheese and uh chandler you said hey bring some of that in for me tomorrow well i only brought in one bowl and i ate the bowl but i did give chandler a few bites i did get my own fork and i got about three or four good hunks be of- honest don't give me bull crap like oh clip that's the best thing i've ever had clip be look at me oh my god look at that spider can y'all see that spider it has dropped from the ceiling and it is now coming down towards the table that is so cool i wonder if it if it bites me it's right here by my finger dude if it bites me do you think i'll turn into spider-man <laughs> i don't know but can we what it's a tiny spider you scared of it now it's floating away no but we were talking about we were about to talk about your their ziti i'm sorry dude i get sidetracked i was in the cte club what do you expect hey i was in that too i forgot you were in it <laughs> i did too um all right how was the ziti let's just say and look i'm being honest i'm just glad my mother wasn't here i'm glad my mama won't here because i would have slapped her <laughs> i would have slapped her just right across the jaw because it is slap your mama good wow okay i'm telling you i am very glad uh, as well that your mom was not here <sighs> so make sure you don't eat that around your mama so you enjoyed it yes it was great i wish i could have had my own bowl all right we got that out of the way susan says happy cinco de mayo to those that celebrate man there's a lot going on this weekend huh jay mood john moody john moody says tuned in from k-town cooking in the barbecue festival on the noose this weekend 90 whole hog cooks will mm. be cooked this weekend good god almighty i want to be there mm. i want to be there steve said he was salula salutatorian salutatorian good Lord. i don't think it's this guy's not in beta club i don't i'm pretty sure it's not salutatorian salutatorian is number two are you sure that's how you say it salutatorian i i I don't think so but i might be valedictorian and salutatorian i think that's how it said valedictorian number one yeah salutatorian number two salute i don't know if it's salute chandler i don't know shirley do you have salute do you have an answer here uh i think it's sal i'm gonna look it up yeah yeah uh, uh, uh. Chad says he was valedictorian of his summer school graduating class. That's a good one. John says I think Chan Man is right. All right, I'll give it to you, Chandler. I'm look. I'm a smart guy. I'm CT uh, yeah, Honor right. Society uh, National. Ba- I need to add that to my list. Okay, here we go. Hold on. Salutatorian. Wow. Oh, wow. Well, well, I'm done, having sir. a rough end of the week. Got blown out by Brandon Manning. <laughs> I don't know how to say words. And usually I don't, but I, now I'm telling you how to say words. Man, this is tough. This is tough. Pike asking, have you ever enjoyed a fried soft-shell crab? Nah. I'm trying to find the best place to have one. Mm. That sounds really good, too. This has turned into the food bar. Maybe we'll talk soup next segment because Patrick Mason's going to join us here on the show. All right. Um, we'll get to that because we got to talk some pirate baseball. What do you... What do you I, I need to ask when we talk soup with patrick i need to ask him maybe we've already talked about this with him but maybe cr- do y'all ever crumble up the crackers do y'all ever cr- crumble them up and put it in the vegetable soup that's what i used to do in school they used to give you crackers with it and i just to just you know 
crumble them up and just dump them in the soup is that what got you you think 20th in your class you were the best uh, cracker crumbler yeah (laughs) y'all keep pissing me off i'm gonna crumble some crackers in there if you know what i'm talking about if you know what i'm talking about wow pirates and bearcats going at it in cincinnati we will talk to patrick mason about that when we return on pirate radio live here on a free beer friday got some awesome beer giveaway we'll tell you about that momentarily but we got our flight by yingling ecu report with patrick mason when we return on pirate radio live on a friday back with you after this You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Vacation spots are right here in your very own backyard. Take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping, RV space, and also air-conditioned cabins that can be rented with uh, wi-fi if you're by a lake be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get out on the water your next adventure is right around the corner for more information please visit ncparks.gov now let's head back into prl here's clip all right your flight by yingling ec report brought to you by flight by yingling don't just raise the glass raise the bar flight by yingling available wherever beer is sold and unfortunately ECU lacks lacrosse. Tried to pull the upset last night over Florida in the AAC tournament. Had a lead going into the fourth, but lost to the Gators 12 to 9, ending their season. Yeah. A X. They lost. I still like to do that. Okay. Well, the good thing is, is that, uh, you know, they faced some tough competition. This is the second time they faced Florida, and they have given the Gators all that they could handle. Uh, they just ran out of gas at the end. Uh, and they led, ECU led that uh, game all the way up until the fourth quarter. And then uh, Duke, um, not Duke, I'm sorry, Florida was able to uh, rally. And they will advance to play fifth-ranked James Madison, which East Carolina has also played against and gave them a fit. Uh, when they came to Johnson Stadium earlier this season. So those two teams will play tomorrow at noon for the championship. But this is only the second postseason game in program history. So you got to think that there are some uh, really good things that will probably be coming from that uh, lacrosse program here shortly. Yeah, made some strides this year for sure. And nothing says AAC championship like Florida versus James Madison. I know. It's such an odd, odd conference when it comes to lacrosse. Very strange. All right. uh, Did you know that we are less than a week away from the AAC softball tournament? East Carolina playing their regular season finale series this weekend Mm -hmm. against Tulsa beginning at five o'clock today so that'll be yep. over at max or joiner family stadium they play saturday at two sunday <clears throat> at 11 a.m. i'll be doing pa for the saturday game and uh, i'll be keeping a uh, uh tabs on that game in for the uh, buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by the buck, the buck. thank you and uh so because they have the same start time as ecu baseball so uh you know obviously you'll be following baseball i'll be following softball we'll be able to give you live updates this afternoon <laughs> All right, um, 
oof austin i'm gonna read that comment after we're done with the patrick mason interview let's bring on patrick mason from don't the, don't look austin all right I'm gonna don't, read it. don't write checks your butt can't cash son i'm gonna read it right now it says make sure chandler takes over producing at four we don't want shirley to miss the early bird special <laughs> buddy the question is That's would he say this to her bite, face no, you're, you're biting it. off more than you can chew <laughs> austin no thing anybody says online would be said to anyone's face we know how it works no i was raised differently let's talk to the uh what year was that <laughs> no i didn't mean that i'm being austin <laughs> sorry careful son <laughs> careful sorry. sorry let's go out to the pirate radio live line patrick mason joining us hello patrick hey how's it going i don't know it's kind of awkward in here now yeah, sounds like some cannon fire going on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Patrick, let's talk Pirate Baseball. East Carolina coming off a loss to North Carolina on Wednesday night. A 2-1, to one, just a pitcher's duel of a baseball game and one that East Carolina came out on the wrong side of. I know you talked to Cliff Goblin after the game. Uh, what did he say that stood out? Anything? Uh, how was his mood after that one? Um, I think, I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't too, you know, too bad. I, I guess basically it just kind of came down to some timely hitting and I mean, neither team had a hit after, uh, in the final four innings and ECU didn't have a hit after the fifth. So, um, it was just one of those days, like you said, it was a pitcher's duel. I mean, both teams were throwing, uh, some good pitchers at it and it, it was super windy too. So it was kind of a wonky day with some fly balls, but, um, yeah, just not much offense on either side really. And, uh, ECU had the one run and not, and not two. Well, the Pirates found their offense well, uh, last time they played Cincinnati. Uh, whooped up on the Bearcats, two of those games ending in the run rule fashion. And uh, they take on the Bearcats again beginning today, 5 o'clock uh, on ESPN+. So, Patrick, a uh, bit of a change to the pitching rotation for East Carolina. And we saw a great outing the other night from Carter Spivey, who moves back to the bullpen. But uh, what does the starting rotation look like this weekend for the Pirates? Yeah, so Zach Root. Uh, today and uh, Josh grows Saturday, um, Sunday. I don't know if, uh, if I missed anything, but I don't know if we have a starter yet for Sunday. Um, but Cliff did say that it's a uh, potential uh, possibility that Trey Savage might be available to come out of the bullpen. So maybe if it's like a you know high leverage situation here or there on Sunday, they might need him. Um, but I guess uh, there were some encouraging things. Like he's mentioned, Carter Spivey pitched really well. And Cliff, when we talked to him after the UNC game, said that Carter actually wanted this. You know, he said he can, that way he can focus and just go up there and really go kind of max effort and really attack hitters and not have to worry about pitching deeper into games, you know, five, six innings and kind of, you know, working three, four pitches. You know, this time he can say, hey, I got one or two pitches going. I could just, you know, max out and go at, go at hitters with that. Um, so that, that'll be something to watch. And, if you know, if Carter, I mean, he won the, the, the league's, you know, pitcher of the year as a reliever last year. So if he can kind of get back to that form. Um, I think that would be a great addition to a bullpen that is still kind of trying to find some guys that they can can really rely on. I know they've you know they got a few, but I mean if they can really have a you know one or two arms that you feel really confident in saying, "Hey, go get me three six outs here," that'll be huge for them. Talking to Patrick Mason on the Pirate Radio Live Line, and we look at this Cincinnati series. Think back to what they did here at home. The Pirates won nine to four, ten to nothing in seven innings, thirteen to three in seven innings, and. Jamie brings up something interesting on YouTube, and I certainly don't think about it this way. East Carolina's only one game up in the standings on Cincinnati. The Pirates are nine and six. The Bearcats are eight and seven. Uh, East Carolina trailing right now, ten and five. Wichita State 
and 10 and 5 Houston. So the Pirates uh, have some work to do to win another conference regular season. And also, uh, they're, this weekend, they're trying to kind of stave off Cincinnati, who uh, has a winning record in conference play, despite how bad they look, Patrick, against ECU the first time around. Yeah, it's kind of over the past, I don't know, almost two weeks now. It's kind of a, both teams are trending in opposite directions. I want to say ECU has lost six of eight. Does that sound right? Um, and Cincinnati's been winning a bunch of games. I mean, they're, uh, they've been really been hitting home runs. I, I think we saw um, when they were here in Greenville, we didn't really see all that power. But, um, I mean, Cincinnati's lineup is really tough to navigate. And their, their pitching did not throw well at all here in Greenville. And ECU just absolutely feasted off of that. But um, this will be a, a different series, I doubt. <laughs> I highly doubt. And I will predict we will not see two run rule games because um, I don't think that's ever happened for ECU before. But uh, playing on the road has been a different animal for ECU and against a Cincinnati team that's playing well. And I'm sure they want to leapfrog you know, the Pirates, right? I mean, they, I'm sure they probably felt embarrassed down here. And now they're saying, hey, we're a game back of them in the standings. We're playing at our place. We're hitting well. We're playing well. You know, let's go get them. So I think this is going to be a really important weekend for the Pirates to to probably mentally, you know, buckle down and also just kind of, you got to really dig in and find some timely hits. You got to get some good pitching with a reworked um, weekend rotation. I mean, this is a really pivotal weekend, I think, for the, the Pirates. Zach Root looked really good in his start last week. Uh, Patrick, in his first weekend start, what do you expect to see from the young lefty this week? Yeah, you know, he's really, he's got really good stuff. And um, the thing is, he just doesn't really go that deep into games. And I don't think it's any fault of his own. I mean, he's also a freshman. Um, but when, when he's on, when he's throwing strikes, he's really tough to handle. Um, I'm, I'm really just looking for him to go a good, you know, maybe strong four-ish innings. I think that's probably a good mark for him. Um, and then just kind of turn it over to the bullpen and just kind of get it from there. But I think if he can get off to a good start, I mean, he has, he definitely has experience starting games, and he does a good job. So, I mean, I'm just looking for him to get out of the gate quick, you know, get a get a good couple quick innings, get three, four innings, and, uh, and move it on. Patrick Mason joining us. Uh, your offensive pick to click last week was Jacob Jenkins Coward. We did uh, see him hit a towering home run in game three of that series last week. Who is your uh, pick to click this weekend for East Carolina? Yeah, I was actually thinking about this. So I, I wanted to pick Starling, but also uh, for some reason I'm thinking Wilcoxon. I know he's a. Uh, I think he's going to be my pick. I think he's he's been pretty consistent all year, but I think when he gets on one of those tears, that's kind of what the team feeds off of. And he is totally capable of hitting a couple bombs and just, you know, hitting some gappers and some doubles. And um, I think if Wilcoxon gets going, that'll that'll really get everyone going. And also, I mean, I, I kind of split it at the top here. I think if Jacob Starling can, can do some damage up there at the top of the order, that'll be great for them. Patrick Mason, Daily Reflector, joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. You can check out his work on the page of the Daily Reflector, online reflector.com. Patrick, uh, thanks for joining us. Enjoy the baseball this weekend, and we'll reconvene with you uh, next Wednesday here on Pirate Radio Live. Sounds good, Clip. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. There is Patrick Mason joining us here to get you ready for the Pirates and the Bearcats going at it for three. And once again, right now, Wichita State and Houston are 10-5 and five in conference play. East Carolina sitting at 9-6. and six. And those Cincinnati Bearcats, who have won four in a row, longest winning streak right now in American action, sitting at 8-7, and seven, one game back of ECU, but they're just 20-24 and 24 overall on the season so man the easy work of the bearcats the first time around not going to be so easy this time on the road for the pirates they will play an hour and a half from now we'll have a lineup for you uh in an hour or so clip uh 
Wichita State and Houston, are they playing this weekend? Are they playing against each other this weekend, I should say? Shirley, I would like to tell you that that's one of the best questions I've heard so far today. And the thing about a question is you want to be able to provide an answer to the question. And the great thing about that question you asked is I'm about to answer it right now without any further ado. (laughs) Just trying to stall for time. (laughs) And questions are a funny thing. Uh, Yeah, uh, yeah, because, you know, sometimes there is answers, sometimes they're not. But in this particular case, there is is an answer. There is an answer. We just can't seem to find it right now because Clip is No, I've got it. What are you talking about? I was waiting on the answer. If you guys would let me answer, I I will. I see it on your face. A little bit for sure. Of course. You want the short answer or the long answer? I would like the short answer. Yes. Okay. <laughs> What's what time, the long answer? What time is are they playing today? 6.30. I'm on the Houston website, so we're going to call that... 5.30? An hour, yeah, off. Okay. All right. So we'll keep an eye on that tonight, too, because they're only a game behind both those teams. That is going on at Schroeder Park in beautiful Houston, Texas. Ricky? Dennis Schroeder? Named after (laughs) Ricky Schroeder. And it's uh, Schroeder Field. Is it Schroeder or Schroeder? What is wrong with my brain? (laughs) I don't know. CTE Honor Society. I think so, man. Good grief. Were you the president? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not, not only am I a member, I'm, I'm the president. Pre- I'm Shirley, also the president. You're, Shirley, you're on a roll with the questions and the comedy today. Yeah, well, you know. Shirley, not only... Sometimes I'm on one. Not only are they playing, it's Bark at the Park Day wow. in Whoa. Houston today. Dogs and dogs, baby. That's right. Wait, it's Bark in the Park all dang weekend. Wow. Fantastic. What? All right, so we'll keep an eye on that on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. All right, let's take a break. When we return... Eric says, why does that picture of Patrick Mason look like the after photo of a hair replacement advertisement? Interesting. What was the name of that? uh... We're just roasting everyone today. What was it called? Boswell? Was that the Boswell guy that was that used to say, I'm not only a client, I'm the, not only am I the president, I'm the client too. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Jamie says, I am scared beepless of these games this weekend. Jamie, take a breath. Go for a walk, man. Jamie, take a tug. <laughs> I'm looking I'm looking <laughs> I'm looking at Patrick's picture right now. You know what it looks like? It's like a stock photo. It it does. Look like, <laughs> yeah. like you buy a frame at Target. Yes. And Patrick Mason comes in it. Yeah, that's exactly what that looks like. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, it's fun. We kid because we love. He looks, uh, has he lost weight since then? He's got kind of a thick neck and cheek thing going there. Yeah. yeah either I mean, that. Yeah. 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 Those are I've had I mean, less soup. <laughs> <laughs> Not as much soup during the warmer months. All right. Let's take a break. When we return, Brian North joins us later on. Hour two, Tony Dunn. We're talking football. I'll also tell you what movie I watched last night. All right. And we'll talk about that. And more. Pirate Radio Live. Back after this.
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The Dickinson Avenue Public House is a lively and diverse restaurant in Greenville that uses fresh and local ingredients with influences of Creole, Asian, and upscale uh, southern cuisine, the Dickinson Avenue Public House offers a seasonally rotating menu and a full-service bar with rotating craft brews on tap. Come to the intersection of 8th and Dickinson and enjoy Dollar Oysters Tuesday through Thursday from 5.30 to 7. For more details, check out daphousenc.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Getting ready for a busy uh, sports weekend. Pirate baseball on the road at Cincinnati. ECU softball at home for their final weekend a regular season series. Canes hockey tonight. Canes Devils game two. NBA playoffs tonight as well with a couple of games. Sixers Celtics and Suns Nuggets finally resume their series as well. So a ton going on and we'll talk about it with Brian North who joins us on the Pirate Radio Live line on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. North, how you doing today, man? I am doing well, Clip. It is a very busy weekend around Eastern North Carolina and the North household. So we're just like little Carpenter bees getting into everything over here. Yeah, and I understand we uh, pulled you away from going through stuff, which is a fun, <laughs> a fun thing to do. Going through old crap, and yeah. you want to throw it all away, and then you find a reason, uh, like a, a dumb reason, to keep everything that you wanted to throw away. That's usually how it goes. But yeah, what? Uh, what? So, what kind of yard sales going on this weekend? So we are having our uh, Ernal Community Yard Sale going on uh, just south of Vanceboro. So uh, anybody who's headed to the Strawberry Festival in Vanceboro, now that it's back to pre-pandemic uh, conditions again with all sorts of rides and stuff, big parades Saturday morning uh, before the 10 a.m. parade. Just keep going a little further down 17 South. If you're coming from the Greenville direction and check out, I don't know, eight, nine uh, homes we have participating uh, all in a little area. You know, when you're out in the country a little bit, it's hard to have a yard sale, but if you get a group of people, maybe that'll entice some of the, the big money folks to come out and see if they can't find some hidden treasures. So uh, we, we this is the third year we've done it. We have a lot of fun doing it. And well, let me just say that we have a lot of fun getting rid of the crap that we've accumulated. <laughs> I am not a pack rat. I'm a uh, saver of things that need a home, not a landfill. So uh, my wife would be very happy if they could find a new home, not ours. There you go. Brian North joining us today on the Pirate Radio Live Line. And, Brian, we got Pirate Baseball we'll get to, Hurricanes playoff hockey, uh, some hoops, everything like that. I did see, um, we'll start with the local angle here, and the Crumpler name uh, has been a famous one uh, at East Carolina yep. for decades. And uh, just some some great players, the legendary Carl Esther Sr. and then Carl Esther Jr. Algy uh, went to North Carolina, had a good career in the NFL. And there's another Crumpler coming up, Isaiah Crumpler, and I saw earlier today that uh, he is planning on uh, making his college choice soon, and uh, East Carolina has been heavily in the mix, although I've heard in the past he may want to kind of carve out his own legacy, which may be away from Greenville, North Carolina, but uh, what do you know about Isaiah Crumpler, the uh, Conley Viking? A great kid. Uh, I've been keeping an eye on him for a while, and I just find it fascinating that Carl Lester, who was playing in high school before I was even born, he was a star at Fike High School in nineteen in the late nineteen sixties, and then went to ECU and had a great career. And then, of course, Junior uh, went to ECU and had a great career that went to the NFL. And then Algy went to UNC and had a great career. They're already done and retired, and now you have the second 
round of uh, Carlester Sr.'s family yes. married and a, a new family. And so it's, it's just weird. You you would think it'd be more like a grandkid, but no, it's his, his son coming up through and exhibiting a lot of the same talents that he had. A uh, smart kid. That's what I love about him. The academics are great. A polite kid. And so you wish nothing but for the best uh, for a kid like him. And he's got all the offers he, he wants, and he can pick and choose. It wouldn't surprise me if he goes like a Duke route or goes to a, a school with, with a higher academic standard. But he has the ability to play just about anywhere. So he's really great as a kick and puck returner. Uh, he's always on the field, right? He, he plays wide receiver, and he's a real good defensive back. I'm not sure where he's going to play in college, but he can play any of those positions and excel. So uh, I, I think it's up to him to choose where he thinks he'll he'll be the most comfortable. Yeah, and uh, man, it's uh, awesome that legacy that they have. And Jeff Charles had countless uh, interviews with Carl Esther Sr. here on Pirate Radio Live on his shows. And Carl Esther would talk about his family, and they have – uh, some non-athletic uh, folks yeah. in the family that have made it in the music industry. I believe another one of Carlester Sr.'s kids. So just yeah. uh, an incredible family, North. Yeah, that's Brian. Uh, I, I always ask him about Brian first. I know how Algie and, and <laughs> Jr. do. I yeah. ask about Brian because he was real big in the band. <clears throat> I believe he's in New York City now uh, doing a lot of music stuff there. The last time I talked to Carlester, he just uh, came from visiting him up there. So, no, that, that's what I love about the, the, the Crumpler family and, and Carl Lester Sr. I mean, labeled a football player, but he's used that to so many avenues, and he's really allowed his kids to branch out and kind of explore other things as well. And so that, to me, is good parenting. Isn't yeah. It? Uh, making your kid what you want them to be is, is giving them opportunities to see a lot of different things and let them decide what they want to be. Well, speaking of Conley Vikings, Brian, let's talk uh, Holden Aylers and C.J. Johnson has played together at Hollywood Crossroads, played together here at East Carolina, and now both signed by the Seattle Seahawks. One quick note, Brian, I did bring this up earlier this week on the show. I'm, I'm sort of trying to avoid it, but did find it interesting. Another example of two people playing together in high school, college, and the pros was uh, O.J. Simpson and Al Cowlings. So just yeah. uh, throwing that out there as a factoid. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Well, if, uh, if one of them buys a white Bronco, then we'll uh, we'll, we'll make that uh, uh, more of a story. But uh, <laughs> I, for Holton, I think it's a great situation. I think when you when you heard Seahawks, uh, free agent, obviously we know the starting quarterback is not great. And that, I don't, if he's not great, the backup can't be great. So you automatically think that Holton has a chance, as well as he played in this last calendar year and how much the scouts raved about his intellect. The arm strength was the question, but he's a guy you want to have as a third string or a uh, uh, practice squad quarterback and develop it and see what you have because you don't have to worry about the character, right? Everything is there. Work ethic is there. Can you develop the talent and have him be serviceable for what you may need in the future? And then CJ, we all know his talent, right? And this is an opportunity for him, and I think Having Holton with him going into Seahawks camp will be big because I, I think he just needs that familiarity around him. I think it helps raise his level a little bit when he has uh, someone uh, who who asks more of him and demands more of him. And I think Holton's always done that with CJ and, and got the best out of him. So I think that's great for CJ to go with him. And, and it's an organization that, look, they've loved to have teammates and brothers in the past. They always seem to kind of want to, uh, make a little ripple like that uh, when they sign guys and give them a chance. And 
And now the big test will be, can they make that team? Brian North joining us. I do want to, for all you Geno Smith fans out there screaming at your radios right now, say (laughs) maybe Geno's not a great quarterback, but he sure as hell had a great 2022. uh, Over 4,200 yards, uh, 30 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. To your point, Brian, not a great career, one great season, and it almost feels like that that season won't be duplicated, so they might be moving on to it. Remember, they brought in Drew Locke in a trade with yeah. the Russell Wilson trade, right. and we all thought he was going to be the guy. In fact, we all thought that Seattle was probably going to be drafting a quarterback uh, top five this year because you remember going into last year, they were looked at as one of the worst teams in the NFL, and then Geno had this crazy season out of nowhere. Yeah, and I, look, Geno may be one of those late bloomers who finally is getting it. He may have another good year or two, but he's older now. It's yeah. not like he's the real long-term solution there. But I think it's a perfect fit for Holton in that sense that, you know, Gino's going to be the starter this year. And if he can play well again, okay, that gives Holton time to learn and let's find out what he can do at the pro level. And if he can uh, – the, the big thing for him is to make the team, right? Either either as a third quarterback or as a practice player, I think that's the goal he has to have going in is just find a way to make the team in whatever capacity you can to be in the building the more you're around Holton, the more you see what he does, the leadership, the work ethic, the better chance he has of sticking around in the NFL. Step one for Keaton Mitchell, making the Ravens. Uh, step two, I want to see him in an option attack with Lamar Jackson oh, on the outside. <laughs> I mean, just the idea of that is very enticing. But, Brian, uh, what chances do you give Keaton Mitchell on uh, seeing the field on a Sunday in 2023? Look, he has pedigree, right? His dad played in the league, and, and the speed is great at the size. That's the, the thing that scares people off at this point. And so... I know he thought he was going to get drafted. Remember during Pro Day, he was adamant he was not going to be a free agent. That was He scoffed at that question when it was asked, and he thought for sure he was going to get drafted. Well, he didn't, so the chip on his shoulder is going to be huge. Yeah. It's going to be a matter of size and durability, but you have a creative coaching staff who has a lot more offensive weapons. He can be used as a returner, which I think is the way that he makes that team, or at least gets a chance, is through special teams and let him show the opportunities to make plays. If he can make a couple of plays and catch somebody's eye, then I think uh, he has a real good chance. It's just based on all on being healthy, opportunity, having that chip on your shoulder, and the ability to play special teams. With the NFL reducing, you know, especially kickoffs, the reducing the effect of special teams, it's going to have to be punt returning or something. He's going to have to get on that field and show that he can make some plays. We talked to Noah Henderson yesterday, signed by the Buffalo Bills. I think Noah's got a shot if he can obviously stay healthy, which he was able to do during the 2022 season at East Carolina. You've got uh, Isaiah uh, Ryan Jones. We talked to him earlier this week as well with the New York Giants. And then Isaiah Winstead. It almost feels fake, what his story, what happened to him. First of all, I thought he would get signed uh, coming out of the yep. draft. He was not. Then his highlight tape from practice goes viral, and all of a sudden he signs with the San Francisco 49ers. So yeah. really happy uh, for Isaiah. I know he uh, works his tail off, and yep. I know he's going to give it his all there in San Francisco. The, the interesting thing on that whole drama that was going on involved another player from Eastern North Carolina, too. Jadakus Bonds was negotiating with the 49ers, too, and I think that, I don't know if it was between the two or not, but uh, there was talk of Jadakus signing, and he never did with them Mm. last time I checked, and so it's just interesting the 49ers were looking for one of those wide receivers to kind of fill out their roster a little bit, and so, look, the NFL is full of possession guys, right, and and, uh, guys without blazing speed, but good hands guys who can make some plays, and so uh, that's where Isaiah's going to have to find, again, how do you stand out when you 
when you're a lot like different guys there, maybe similar talent level, but there's not the financial investment in you, what can you do to stand out and be better where they're going to give you that option over somebody they financially invested in? So that's going to be the fight that, that Isaiah has. But again, You've got a head coach in San Francisco that's offensive-oriented and will find playmakers, as he always does. And if there's room for another playmaker, we know Isaiah can do it. So it's just a matter, of, again, of opportunity. And does he take advantage of those rare opportunities that you get when you're in training camp, when you're an undrafted free agent? Brian North joining us. Brian, uh, in basketball, I always talk about wanting to get that pipeline going from Kinston to East Carolina or, you know, Farmville Central to East Carolina. In football, uh, you know, it's Newburn, uh, but also Havelock. Every time I see a Havelock guy, I'm like, all right, we got to get some more Havelock guys here at ECU. It feels like when that's happened, it hasn't worked out. Well, it was going to work out with Nashad Strother. It did work out for years. Good players starter and uh then he enters the transfer portal late and that's uh that's a big one uh, that's a big hole to fill we were talking to noah henderson about him avery jones gone now nashad strother gone you're gonna have a, a different looking offensive line for east yep. carolina this season and i don't think they expected that I think yeah. nashad was a guy who you remember if you remember correctly uh, back when they offered him he verbally committed that something happened with the offer or he uncommitted then he comes back in the end, and he commits again and goes to ECU. And, boy, he developed right away, grew in size. They got him in the weight room, and he became a starter almost right away in, into his redshirt year. And, and he just seemed like a guy who enjoyed it there. And I hadn't talked with him in a while. I see him all the time and, you know, I say hi, but I hadn't talked with him about a situation because I thought he was uh, locked in, uh, purple and gold, until he would go pro. So this one reeks to me, and this is just me speculating here, this reeks to me of somebody getting into the family camp yeah. and saying there's money over here that you're not getting there. and, and It's it, almost impossible to think that Nashad just woke up one morning and was like, yeah, I don't want to be at East Carolina anymore without some kind of outside influence, right? Correct. And when I was doing some transfer portal stuff, uh, learning, I didn't realize that you know there was another window that happened here in May, uh, late April, May. After spring practice is over, they give you another transfer portal window to go into. And so this is after spring ball, and so it's not like he was getting beat out for the position. He was going to be uh, the stud. And I was yeah. talking with Steve Shankweiler. He said he had pro potential probably at the center position, but as a guard in college, he was going to be great. His arms were a little shorter, but he thought he could maybe get into the pros as a center, and they were mm. going to work with him some on that. So he was going to get opportunities to do what he wanted, to get to where he had to go. So this had to be somebody getting into his camp and saying, look, there's a ton of money over here. I'm not – he and Avery were really good friends. Uh, Avery Jones had some people that got into his ear, and we know how that all worked out, going to the Big Ten, and then even more money came from the SEC. So this, this just reeks to me of what we're seeing with a transfer portal is that people getting into these kids' ears and saying, okay, yeah, you're good there, but look at the money we have over here in the Power Five Conference and uh, we're going to take care of you, and we're going to give you even more abilities to make it to the NFL because we've got better XYZ, training can't, training table, uh, weightlifting, blah, blah, blah. So, look, people have made it to the NFL out of ECU. You just have to be special to do it. And so I don't know if that. These kids have to learn that changing schools and conferences probably isn't going to make a lot of difference, and in some cases may hurt because you have to reestablish yourself. At ECU, he was going to be the dog, and he was going to be the guy that um, – he knew the system, and that just helps you look so much better. Now you got to go learn all this stuff over again. You're trying to beat out other guys, and there's no guarantee you're going to do that. So there's going to be some cautionary tales along the way of this transfer portal. Uh, we'll see if it happens with Nishad and, and Avery Jones. But, yeah, I was kind of – I was a little surprised. Uh, maybe not as much with Avery, a lot more surprised with Nishad until I talked to the family 
I probably shouldn't be speculating, but right. just what this reeks of is, and this is what we're seeing with the transfer portal, is almost like these, these hangers-on, these, these player agents, so to speak, uh, who are getting contacted to, I'm sure somebody lost somebody, right? Somebody in, the, in, the, in one of the power conferences lost somebody to yeah. go find me an offensive lineman. Yeah, that uh, seems the way it uh, it goes in college athletics these days. Brian North joining us. Brian, I feel like this is a topic for an entire day, but in uh, a few short minutes, can I get your thoughts on NIL with high school athletics here in the state of North Carolina? Where are we at with that right now? Right. At first, I was like, uh-oh, it's going <laughs> to ruin the sport. But then when you start so, – so the same thing happened with the NCHSAA and transgender athletes. They have a policy to allow transgender athletes. But until you start looking at the policy and what it actually takes to be a transgender athlete, it's a it's a very regimented deal where you have to jump a lot of hurdles in order to participate, and that's to try to create fairness. Well, the NIL thing is is still kind of new, but the initial rules that I'm looking at here, it's the same deal. This is not going to be like college where it's, it's wild, wild west. I'm not saying it couldn't be, but there's going to be a lot more rules involved with the high school NIL stuff within our state, and then you've got all the transfer rules already in place. So it's not like you can go transfer like you can in college and go from school to school so easily. It's got probably going to benefit the private schools who can have some funds and who can build some, some things without having to worry about transfer rules. But I don't mind it. I don't think there's going to be as much money as people are saying there's going to be. Right. When it comes to most high school athletes, it's going to be the elite kids. And the private school stuff, I think overall it's your public high schools. I don't know if you'll see that much of an effect. And if some kids can make some money to go spend on some pizza or movies or on Xbox or whatever they're playing now, you know, go right ahead as long as it's done on the table, you pay your taxes, and you're not compromising your integrity when playing a game. All right. Well said. Brian North joining us today on the Pirate Radio Live Lines. Talk a little redneck hockey, Brian. A uh, dominant effort by the Hurricanes in game one of their series against the Devils on Wednesday night. They win it going away 5-1. to one. And now you look at what else is going on right now. The Florida Panthers up 2 nothing in their series. I don't think the hockey snobs are clamoring for a Carolina-Florida <laughs> Eastern Conference Finals. But if, uh, if, if you know home ice is taken care of in these series, that's exactly what we're going to get. Canes trying to win game two tonight going on in Raleigh. Been a very topsy-turvy Stanley Cup playoffs. Talked earlier this week with Wade Mentor, the PA announcer with the Hurricanes, and kind of pointed out that maybe not like the big historic names, but think of the the recent names, Brian, the the champions uh, with the Capitals, the Penguins, the Bruins, the Avalanche. Not a lot of those teams left. In fact, the Hurricanes, most recent Stanley Cup champion of teams remaining in these playoffs this year. Wow. And that was uh, how many years ago? Six. Oh, six. Yeah, 17? I, yeah, I remember it well. Uh, I can't even do the math of how long it seems like yesterday for me, but then you start thinking about it a little bit more. You're like, oh, my gosh, it's been a long time. And they've got a shot. As good as they play defense, I know they've lost some offensive players, but the way their defense plays with interchangeable goalies at that, it's all about their defensive philosophy that creates what the second most limited shot attempts in the NHL. The Bruins were first, hmm. and they're already gone and out. But, look, these Hurricanes uh, – they're good enough to win it. I, I think they're right there. But in hockey, you just you never know. Um, I think the Hurricanes brand is certainly built under Rod Brindamore, and I think it's gained more respect around the NHL. But I know the TV execs don't want it because yeah. they know which teams draw, and hockey has a hard time drawing when it comes to TV. 
uh, and I know the teams that they have left are not. It's not exactly making I, uh, make reservations to to. Uh, buy I mean, Brian, summer houses. We could get a Panthers, Hurricanes, Kraken, uh, and who's the uh, Vegas Golden Knights? Vegas, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what I mean, that just doesn't look right. That I mean, if people were in a ten-year coma, they wouldn't know half the teams in it. That just, it's crazy. <laughs> they're, they're begging for Vegas. Oh, the Kraken has got a pretty hardcore following just because they're new. Yeah, uh, the Panthers are probably the one team they don't want because South Florida just you know never. Even though it's a it's a big media market, I don't know if the Panthers draw very much at all. They they do get their northern transplant to probably help fill the arena a little bit, but but I think they're they're definitely uh begging for if they can't get the devils or uh they gotta want the maple leaves more than anybody would think uh, of course yeah that would be the that would be the story that would you know canadian viewership and then the, they haven't been in the finals since what 67 or something crazy like that it's been a long time but no that's one they are begging for but um yeah it's, it's hockey execs got to be uh feeling a little ill right now and checking their portfolios because the uh, uh, they're not, probably not going to make a lot of money off of what's going to happen when the Stanley Cup Finals this year. And, man, there's been some shockers this year. But then again, Brian, would you say NHL specifically is like the postseason where seedings matter the least out of yeah. just about anything? Yeah, home ice matters the least, definitely, in in, uh, in hockey as the other sports. And not the crowds are into it, but, you know, I guess the arenas are all the same. But, no, we see. I think we see more seeding upsets in hockey yeah. than any other sport. North, we'll let you get back to uh, – situating your stuff there what's uh what's your i got yeah what you got stuff that, i got stuff that you can't live without man you gotta come check it out and i got <laughs> look i'm that parent i'm making my kids sell lemonade to try and make some more money off of them because tax man dad's gonna take some of their winnings as well awesome so, uh, yeah you got it yeah. figured out Nord, thanks for joining us man great to talk with you we'll do it again uh next week all right clipper sounds good brother Brian North joining us, WCTI 12, on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. When we return, Tony Dunn, C3 Podcast, going to join us to recap the Panthers draft, talk NFL news and notes. A Super Bowl champion quarterback has been released. There's a tease. We'll tell you who that is when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Christie's Europub is the perfect place to relax, grab a bite, and enjoy a drink. Located in the heart of Greenville and just a few blocks from ECU's campus, Christie's offers lunch, dinner, and late night with live music every Sunday. Sunday. Come and have lunch Monday through Friday from 11 to 3 or Saturday and Sunday from 11 to 4. For the latest information, check Christie's out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or you can go online at Christie'sEuropub.com. Scratch cooking takes time, so relax and enjoy a pint today at Christie's Europub. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, hour two, Pirate Radio Live on a free beer Friday. Man, we got an awesome free beer Friday pack for you today. Chandler, can you bring that in? 
bring it in, Vanna, and show the folks what we're giving away in hour number three. First of all, a four-pack of Tall Boys. Excuse me, Jeff. Bojangles Hard Sweet Tea, which Chandler has tried and says it is very good. We're also giving away. Chandler approved. A 24-pack, a case of Bud Light cans. And it can be yours. You need to move the bobblehead. <laughs> Tony. <laughs> move it a little to your right there, Tony. Well, there you go. We're not giving that away, so No, that's that's just That's for us. That's a prop. Yeah, that's us. Uh so a case of Bud Light for Bojangles Hard Sweet Teas coming your way if you are lucky caller number twelve and you are twenty one or older. Tony Dunn joining us in the Pirate Radio Studios. Hello, Tony. Hello. Howdy. Hello. <laughs> How you doing? Good. Good. Good to hear. Uh, Tony, NFL draft in the books. I want to talk about that. But I want to talk about the tremendous amount of research I just did during the break there. Oh, good. Trying to find the last number one overall pick <laughs> in the NFL draft. You did that was do a, a lot of research. Well, yeah. A quarterback that was drafted number one overall that did not start week one because it stems back chandler brought up our conversation with marcus crandall yesterday when i asked who is the week one starter for the panthers wednesday night at trivia you said bryce young correct at aj's yesterday chandler said bryce young marcus crandall said andy dalton and i look at that as kind of an old school way of thinking seems like we've gone away from that so I was wondering, last number one overall picks not to start week one. Now, you can correct me if I'm wrong, folks out there listening, but Trevor Lawrence started week one. Correct. I'm pretty positive Joe Burrow did. Correct. Kyla Murray, correct. a.k.a. Kyler Murray. Did Baker start week one? I believe so. I think Baker did. Because they went like 11. Didn't they make the playoffs like his rookie year or something? Perhaps. If Baker did... That means the last quarterback not to start week one that was drafted first overall was Jared Goff because uh, the old Houston quarterback, Case Keenum, started week one for the Rams in 2016. Look this one up. Did Andy Dalton start week one? I'm going first overall only. First overall only. Jameis did. Andrew Luck did. Cam did. We talked about that yesterday. Andy Dalton had a good rookie year in Cincinnati. Are you uh, are you on the Andy Dalton bandwagon? No, <laughs> no. He looked. I didn't even. I don't even know why Jameis Winston wasn't the quarterback for them last year. I still don't understand why he never came back. Like once he got injured. Oh, I forgot pain, he was pain. with the Saints. Yeah, and then they kept him on the team. That made no sense to me either. And then Andy Dalton played meh. So is Jameis a Saint? He is. No, I mean in his personal life. Um, no. A risen one, I guess. He's <laughs> a reborn, for, yeah, he's born again? Because I give it all to God. I but give it all to God. In football, he is a saint. All the glory to God, yes. And Derek Carr is a saint, meaning Jameis will once again ride away on the bench. Yes. I don't like that. He is the most entertaining quarterback in the game. He needs to be in. He is wonderful. And at least needs to be their press conference guy. I don't at the need, yeah. very least. I don't know how I've fallen so in love with him. You know, <laughs> it's like I never saw myself as going, I'm going to like Jameis Winston in the long run. 
And I think I, I, I might have. Yeah, put you, that, you had a little. You put you put the bug in my ear. I did. I did. <laughs> but you're right. It's like we should just pay him to do the press conferences. And if anything, I got to find a way to get him on the podcast when he retires. Yeah, that, that would, would be. be awesome. That's your uh, white whale at this yeah. point. Uh, Derek Carr. I don't know if he's that much of a rah-rah guy. I know his teammates like him, but at least Jameis maybe could give the pregame speeches or something. (laughs) Maybe that's the one thing you don't want him to give is the pregame speech. Maybe not. All right, uh, Tony, your favorite Panthers draft pick 2023 not named Bryce Young is? Jonathan Mingo. All right. Um, The comp is A.J. Brown a good comp yes it's a great comp also went to the same college as him old miss and uh, just it's kind of some people have compared him to dj like a bigger dj Moore. um so uh, look i think this is important a lot of people were thought that maybe they went a little too high on this pick because he was if you go to like all the draft guides and things as he was like the 12th ranked receiver people were really really in love with jsn zay flowers but this guy is a guy that can be a true number one wide receiver. He's six foot two, two hundred and twenty pounds. Runs a four four six. Has really big mitts. Right, hauls the ball in. Strong catcher. Um, so I'm excited about him as a player. And you know, we kind of debated a lot about it on the podcast. If this was like maybe we should have gone a different position of need at this point, um, because you have Thielen, Shark. Um, Terrace Marshall Jr. Uh, there's some other, somebody else I'm forgetting. Man, too. it's fun to draft a receiver, but it almost feels like you're, I don't know, the other positions are more important, seemingly. Well, you know, receivers seemingly are easy to replace at a lot yeah. of times. But I think the important time when you think about some of these picks is it's not just about this year. You know, is uh, DJ Sharks on a one-year contract. Thielen doesn't have much left. Yeah, I mean, he's on a three-year deal, but just expect it two years. And you can really can only count on him for so much. And then you don't know much about Terrace Marshall Jr. And you got this year, and I think this is the last year on his rookie contract, or maybe one more year. So, so you got to really yeah, be planning ahead. You yeah. know, and you can get five years out of these guys with the – well, actually four years because he's second round. The most in, speaking of receivers, most interesting pick regarding receiver to me was Addison going to Minnesota. I know they lost Thielen. They always load up, but they got Jefferson. They they have Hawkinson, right? They re- acquired yeah. him, and I'm assuming he's still on the roster. I found that to be a very interesting pick. Yeah, they man, they had to replace Thielen, and, yeah. maybe, and I think they've seen sort of the wisdom of having what a uh, decent two can do for your number one wide receiver. It yeah. really helped. And they're like the opposite of Green Bay. <laughs> yeah, so like right. Green Bay would never get any receivers. And now Minnesota has Kirk Cousins, and they just load them up. Yeah, that is true. Uh, Chandler, your favorite pick outside of Bryce Young the Panthers made this year was Chandler Zavala. Is that how you say his name? Halafa Zavala. Halafa Zavala. From NC State. NC yeah. State guard. Uh, they drafted a guy named Chandler. Chandler, uh, do you, who's your favorite non-Bryce Young pick? out of the group oh jonathan mingo mingo and a lot of people have said though that if mingo wasn't on this in this draft class for the panthers that savala would be the kind of fan favorite as you look at like some of his tape and he, you know he played alongside of icky yeah aquano two years ago and uh had something like 
615 snaps with like only one sack and you know he's really uh did you know had a good college career the the thing that we joked about is if you look at some of the pro day tapes and or the the senior bowl stuff he's holding and all of them so he said he didn't give up a sack but he had 662 holds (laughs) uh they also drafted a guy named jamie i hope he makes it just because that's a cool name I, I read it as Jamie. Oh. It's J-A-M-M-I-E. It might be Jamie, but that certainly says Jamie. <laughs> Does it not? Jamie Robinson. I don't Safety. Know, I don't Florida know how State. to spell Jamie now. Jamie has one M. Jamie has two. Fine. Jamie. I like Jamie. I mean, Jamie would Get be would probably be J-A-M-M-Y. Why? That's, that's Jamai. <laughs> Jemai Robinson. Jemai. Jemai Robinson. They say, you know, a lot of people say, compare him to the honey badger. They say, (laughs) all right, these comparisons are getting way out of control. They say he's the most complete safety in this draft. He's got a lot of. um, I see a lot of Ed Reed in him. He's got a lot of bravado. What does this mean about um, about Chin? What does this mean for Jeremy Chin? Or Xavier, well, yeah, because Xavier Woods. Well, was, hold on. When was this guy drafted? One forty-four. Third, the first, fourth round. The first, the number one forty-four, and the first thing he said: "There's not one hundred forty-three guys better than me." <laughs> now he sounds like awesome. Cam Newton. Yeah, <laughs> all these randos getting picked before me. His, uh, his player comp is Ricky Henderson. <laughs> who talks about himself in the third person. <laughs> Ain't nobody better than Jamie. <laughs> uh, Ain't nobody better than Jamie. I cannot wait to tell everybody that his name is Jamie. <laughs> that is what it says. Uh, I read it as Jamie Jamie. Jamie. How do you read that as Jamie? I just I read that as Jamie. I guess because the I should be in front of the M. No, right? no. I read that as Jamie because I'm if in the CT Jamie, Honor Society. you never seen a person like... What I'm never... saying, if it was Jamie, it should be J-A-I. What? No. Right? Oh, you... oh, yeah. I'm yes. agreeing with yes, you. Yes, yes. agreeing no, with no, you. No, no, no. No, no, no. It's not Jamie. I'm sorry. It's Jamie. It's I was Jamie. thinking about your Y versus IE take earlier, because IE okay. and Y at the end of a word is the same. This We're breaking it down. Nobody else is talking about this. <laughs> this is the story. It's going up on Carolina Cat Chronicles tonight. Is it Jamie? Jemimi or Jamie? Yeah. And is. It's, how about it's Jamie, not Jamie? <laughs> Meet our new safety, Ed Reed. We might as well call him <laughs> Troy Palomalu. All right. So, um, Tony, you went. So, what did you do <laughs> podcast wise, show wise after Friday when we last talked to you? I. Um, oh, well, we had the Friday night show. So then we watched it. We did that kind of a watch along for the second round. And really, that was most of, I think, most of the Carolina Panthers picks that night were made then. And then Saturday, uh, Cody got guilt-tripped into getting online and oh doing boy. a stream. Like yeah. So everybody wanted to hang out and watch the draft. That's cool, though. Yeah, it is. It's nice because that's what we want. You know, we want a community where people feel invested, involved. So, um, But then we had the Tuesday night show, and we're just kind of continuing to do that. It's just now it's like, man, I just wish we could play update and now i remember this daniel but uh, so baker made his debut on thursday night football when taylor tyrod taylor 
either was injured or benched. I remember watching that game. I want to say they beat the Jets. Okay. Baker did not start week one. Okay. Thank you. So Baker Mayfield, the last number one pick overall, not to start. Thank you for that, Daniel, on Twitter. Good information. But um, so what was the chatter about with uh, with Fitterer, with Reich? I, you guys didn't have a ton of picks, right? No, no. And that, that's the I, I think five picks. Yeah. And I, I think that the Panthers have not really gotten a lot of love in the draft circles for having a great draft. Um you know, it's, it's kind of wild is that we went down in the power rankings after our draft. Like, how do you get your quarterback and move down in the power rankings? Maybe that means other people are moving up. Right. Um, but I think when you, like, look back at the draft or when the, the people that love the draft so much, it's like people who are in fantasy football that are always on the waiver wire, that are always trying to do these little moves that they think are going to win – or add up to something big. So, like, when they go back and they look at the Panthers draft and there's only, what, you said five? Four, five picks. Yeah, five picks. And then you get other people that have, like, eight picks. That, yeah. You know, and they go, oh, well, this is, they're so great. They're going to get seven starters or whatever. So, I think this is just a, I, and maybe the real talk afterwards has just been about this BJ, what's his name? BJ, pull it, I got it pulled up should know them all already. DJ Johnson? DJ, I know I was going to call do, do it wrong like that. Oregon? DJ Johnson. Yeah, we traded up for him in the third round. Uh, moved up, um, you know, a, a good amount of picks to get him. And, like, nobody had ever heard of him. The first thing when you Google him is he's punching a fan in the back of the head. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, but he's 6'4", he's 260 pounds, played in a 3'4". He only played his last season on full-time on the defense. So the year before, he was like part-time tight end, part-time defensive end. So he's still kind of finding his way. Um, but super fast. But they like him, how big and st- how strong he is. And because of setting the edge in this 3-4, in this kind of on a run defense. And I guess the surprising thing that came out of it was when Scott Fitter went on uh, Charlotte Radio and they asked him about the pick. And they were kind of. It almost felt like he felt like he needed to defend the need to trade up a little, like because people were like, "Man, why didn't you just hang back and get him anyway?" Um, yeah, he said, look, "Look, this guy. They expect him to be a contributor right away." And I thought that was kind of wild because usually they're like, "Oh, it's going to be a competition, this and that." I mean, we've got people saying we shouldn't even put Bryce Young in uh, on day one, and then this guy is going to be a contributor right away. So I felt. That's the guy to watch to see if... It feels like they went into that draft saying, we are going to get... Like, this is our guy. We're yeah, I mean, and it really feels, too, that, like... And, and this goes back to a clip. You'll remember this name, Quentin Copels. Yeah. Um, North Carolina. Yeah. New York Jets. Kinston, North yeah. Carolina. And when... You know, 10 years ago, we didn't have the term edge when we were watching the draft. They didn't say edge. It was always just defensive end, defensive, defensive end. tackle. Yeah. And this kind of professional pass rusher has emerged and like that's all they do and that's where that edge term came from but back 10 years ago when teams were trying to figure out ways to get into the 3-4 defense and move out of those older 4-3s is they were always projecting these athletic guys trying to find this defensive end that could drop back into coverage that and so Copels was like one of those guys where it was like man they just projected him to have the skill set to do this 
And it feels like when you're in a 3-4, if you're not getting one of these guys that's just in the top five that could do whatever you want them to do, you really have to bet on that RAS score and like kind of the skill set and just hope that it translates Every, yeah. into it. Everybody I mean, wants a Von Miller, Miles Garrett, right. but there's not a ton of those. Right, so you just got to find a big guy who is fast and can drop into coverage and do some different things. All right, another question we asked yesterday on the show was who will be the Colts' week one starter? And I know who it will not be. It will not be Nick Foles because he has been released. Uh, They do have Tony Minshew Mania in Indianapolis. And I I think he'll get the start as they bring Anthony Richardson along. You think so? Uh, yeah, I do. Anthony Richardson started 16 games in college. Was that? Was it or even? Was less, it less than that? Might have been 13 or something. Yeah. So I, I don't. I can't wait to see him. But they don't have an does. offensive line, so it might just be great for him to run around behind and like and just man pour instead. Of <laughs> yeah, like, that sounds you great. Die. <laughs> Go out there and die, Minshew, and then we'll put in. Well, who would they rather die, Minshew or the rookie? Well, then they're gonna have to put the rookie in. <laughs> I guess. Now they can't. I mean, I know they were worried about Nick Foles dying prematurely. So, we'll, no. <laughs> uh, so uh, we love. Should I say we? Ooh, we love the idea of what Anthony Richardson could be. We are intrigued, right? Yeah. The we were just watching a little bit of the highlights. Uh, what are we watching on ESPN right yeah. now? And clearly, these are the top six plays of his college sure. career. <laughs> But boy, did they look awesome! Man. I mean, this guy's flicking a flick of the wrist, and the ball's sixty yards in the air. He's running. He, so run. he hurdled people. Yeah, he he's Cam. He's Cam Newton. Yeah, and he's really. I used. I, always, I was going to call him Baby Cam, but he. I think we were talking about this at Sports Trivia. Is not even that much smaller than Cam was coming out of college. He's more athletic. He might be ten pounds less than Cam. Man. Yeah, I can't wait to see what he does. All right, let's get a break in. We'll come back more with Tony Dunn. We'll look around NFL news and notes here. I'll tell you what movie I watched last night. We'll, uh, we'll talk a little movie and film and television. More to go. Pirate Radio Live on a free beer Friday. Back with you after this. You've seen it all. You've seen it all. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business organization or event? We'll keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right. During the break, Chandler had an interesting idea. What was that idea, Chandler? Well, with the release of Nick Foles in Indianapolis... We've talked about the comparison of Anthony Richardson to Cam Newton. Who is currently unemployed right now? That would be Cameron Jarrell Newton. Could the Colts bring in Cam Newton to mold 
and develop a guy a lot like him, Anthony Richardson. There would be so much drip in that locker room between so Minshew. So much swag. Between Minshew and Cam. You guys Cam. are going to have to help me out. I'm old. What are these terms, That's what man? Cam used to call the, the, well, that's what, Ace Boogie. Uh, yeah, Ace Boogie used to use the term drip, and that's like swag, like uh-huh. your style. I know what it means. I just kids. don't like hearing you say it. Why not? I, it's just How your, about this? Ooh, I learned some new ones yesterday. Oh, boy. Uh, I got some tea. Yeah, on that spill the tea yeah like so some gossip you just learned that yesterday yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that by and, the way uh, coming up hour three we got hard sweet tea for you oh nice segue pro yeah. right there and it's piping piping the tea's piping oh it's hot yeah yeah spill the tea i Sis. like it okay so you're gonna be saying that now <laughs> yes i am uh-huh. uh no imagine men you know what anthony richardson would go broke in his first year as a rookie having to keep up with uh Minshew and cam style <laughs> uh if cam newton was good enough he would have a team right now that's what you say that is what i say you say it all the time am i wrong yes why he hadn't done anything bad um why do teams why why I think that sometimes then uh, there's more factors than just play. I think that's just what it is. Teams want to win games. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they think they can win enough games to make it worth it, maybe. Okay. Yeah. I agree with that. But, I mean, let's just be honest. Like, I mean, is that is, there's a lot of guys in the league that have that holding clipboards. So, I guess it just depends on what capacity. You know, I don't think teams want to bring in Cam as a backup. And that's the thing, is he just isn't molded to be a backup. And I promise you. All right, he's, he's like, too good to be a backup. He's not good enough to be a starter. Or, yeah, kind of a long-term solution. I think he could start. It's just like, it's like what are you what are you going to get out of it? You know, are you going to get just a year? You know, are you, who knows? Um, I don't know. I mean, what teams, I mean, I think he could be, he's better than Baker. Yeah, all right. You know? I mean, I think he's better than Andy Dalton. Mm, yeah yeah so that's it okay i mean i don't want to over fight about it but at the same time i do think this is just having him on the sidelines he's just such an imposing dude like and people love a lot of people love him a lot and right i mean and so the first time any of your mediocre quarterback baker throws a pick you're like look at that big old stallion over there let's bring him in well what they're gonna do too is have the camera on him the entire game yeah, so if he yeah. makes any face that is if he laughs like Derek anderson did yeah or it's gonna be the biggest headline yeah yeah uh, i think of all of that has got to be a factor of it it's something something is off-putting about cam to gms right now uh jamie is a colts fan says it will be gardner as the starter uh he also says they have sam ellinger i watched sam ellinger play against washington last uh last year and i can tell you that sam ellinger stinks i love uh gardner Minshew. like i wanted the panthers to go after gardner last year yeah and you know i mean i think he can play um, and you know, I just root for him. I call him, I call him White Cam, and I know everybody goes, "Oh, he just doesn't play anything like Cam." And I know that it's just that style, that bravado. It's just fun, man. Uh, Austin has another Shirley joke. Shirley is on the phone, so she's not listening. Wait, she is listening. Uh, Shirley, are you? Can I give another Austin joke out there to the folks? Let's do it from the sidebar, drinker in kitchen. 
what has austin got to say now uh tony was talking about tea a moment ago spilling the tea uh-huh and we're giving away bojangles hard sweet tea uh-huh austin said speaking of tea wasn't shirley one of the ones that poured tea into the boston harbor good god <laughs> oh jeez, zang <laughs> i mean austin, this, austin. Is that, is and that... he's wondering why his wife divorced him. <laughs> oh, good God. I think they're still together, but there were tough times. Look, I might I, have look, all... look, the phone call, I, ju- I just heard her go, I, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great rivalry I... we have going right now, Austin v. Shirley. I might purposely choose Austin to win one of our giveaways where we, ha- where we have to have him come to the studio to pick it up. <laughs> and I'm going to have Shirley here waiting where everybody for Everybody has to. Oh, yeah, we most, all most everybody has to show their ID. Like he'd have to submit a DNA sample. Yeah, we need some uh, blood. Or do that. I need a complete blood work portfolio on the back of the uh, ID. Plasma. You know how they scan them. Oh now. yeah, the Our Q scanner's codes. down now. Yeah, you'll have to come right, back next week. Uh, he'll have to go out and you know dance in the parking lot or something. I don't know. I'll figure something out. All right. It, it will be highly embarrassing for him. Whatever I decide, if I he wants I feel like you're going to really set him up for another joke by saying go dance in the parking lot. He's probably going to be like, what to ragtime. <laughs> that's a tony joke to shirley um sorry shirley shirley doesn't go under the bus a lot so this is kind of entertaining Yuck it up and enjoy it folks yeah. because i got a long memory all right well, there you and go i hold grudges i usually have a lot of patience but <laughs> all right i watched a movie last night oh wait, all right let's talk some tv can you believe it was the sixth in the franchise what movie did I see? Uh, oh, Scream? Scream. Did you go to the movie theater? No, it's on Paramount+. Plus. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice, nice. How uh, was it? I mean... The it, same? It's Scream. They're the same. They're the same. They try to make them different in a way, and they do, but they're the same. And they're entertaining. My kids like them. Really? Yeah. How old? All of them. 15 to 9. I was going to say, I want to kind of introduce uh, Lily to that. She's 14 yeah no my kids love that and then the youngest one likes to watch scary movies because the middle one is kind of scared of them a little bit so like she wants to be the cooler one that can handle all of this right and then my daughter loves like my middle one loves like any stalker movie like a 911 movie you know like the one where they're or for, for instance, what's the one that had, um, gosh, what's her name? And the, uh, she's on nine. She's a nine one one caller, and then the girls in the trunk. It's like Halle Berry. Yes, maybe? yes, that's it. So she loves stuff like that. So they always we watch we watch a lot of watch Barbarian. Check out Barbarian. I think that's HBO Max. Oh, I've seen it. It's wild. That is a weird one. It is bizarre, but fun. Yeah, uh, your kids watch that. Yeah. Wow, they are advanced. Um, Let's see, I'm watching Mosquito Coast right now, which is pretty cool. And then I watched The Diplomat on Netflix. I'm trying to think. I like man. Carrie Russell. Oh, man. I have the biggest Big crush fan. on her. And I don't even know why. I mean, she's like... Because she's like normal very attractive? Hot. Like, yeah. She's not normal hot, Tony. If she's t- not like a s- complete smoke show either, though. <laughs> I mean... Okay. I think it has something to do with her behavior and the Americans that really just turned me into <laughs> You love the Russian spy conspiring against America type? Yes. <laughs> That's your fetish? <laughs> <laughs> something about that. Uh, Chris says, Austin, you may consider changing your address or name. 
Austin's going to have to go into witness protection program uh, to save him from the wrath of Shirley Rhodes. All right, uh, we got to get another break in. We'll come back. More to go. Hour number two of Fire Radio Live. Coming up, hour three, we'll talk to Morgan Aylers. What a weekend for the Aylers family. As Holton Aylers is a Seahawk, as is his teammate in high school and college, C.J. Johnson. We'll talk to uh, Morgan about that and more. Also, Mark Greenheld's Golf Shop Radio Show. They're playing golf in charlotte this weekend oh yeah kentucky derby oh yeah yeah i said we were gonna do a uh a draft do you want to be in our uh, yes. pool yes. all right when we return the 2023 pirate radio kentucky derby draft pool coming up all right that's on the way after these words You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the other, uh, the, let me try that again. Join the over 63,000 followers today. Now let's have uh, Clip join the show because Thank I don't you. know how to throw it back to you. Are would, you okay? I would love I, to join the show. Austin's you know how, got a rattle. <laughs> no, my, uh, my, what's the word I'm looking for? My train know. of thought jumped the tracks. There were no survivors. Austin uh, says, guys, you know, I'm just kidding around. All jokes aside, I think it's great. The nursing home lets Shirley out to come do the shows. <laughs> uh-huh. Good God. Let me a, tell you something. For someone ruthless. my quote on, age, I could dance circles around some folks. He is, he is on fire. All right. Everybody, does everybody have a list of the horses' names in the Kentucky Derby? I do. Can uh, can you share with Shirley, or sure. can Shirley find her own? All right, so everybody picked a number. We're going to do um, snake-style draft. We're going to draft four horses apiece to join our stables, okay? Tony and I believe that there are 19. We're going to draft 16 total. Can we look at our numbers now? You already have. Uh, what number do you have in the draft? Number two, just like I thought I had. Okay. Uh, Tony, what do you have? One or four? Four. All right. So you will be picking back to back. So, Shirley, you have the first pick. You are on the clock in the 2023 Kentucky Derby Pirate Radio Pool. Okay. I'm trying to uh, pull up the website here so I can uh, get the pool. Boy, she really taking no, the whole 10 Shirley, minute, you can no. look at mine. The 10 minute well, clock, I the full can't time. see oh, yeah. the whole list. We do have 10 minutes apiece. Yeah, you're uh, on the clock. Okay. We're doing this NFL draft style. Here's, okay, here's, uh, here's, first um, first pick, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Forte. All right, the fa- the betting favorite. Joe Forte. Joe Forte. Forte. Chandler, you are up. I'm going to go with the second favorite, Tappet Trice. Tappet Trice. Tap it thrice. All right. I am going to... I'm going to leave Tony the one he wants. Well, he's got back-to-back picks. Yeah, you're fine. You you pick yours. 
Kingsbarn sounds hey, fun. Hey. Let's go with Kingsbarn. Kingsbarn. All right, Tony, you got two picks. Um, I'll take Angel of Empire. And where did it go? Hold on. Derma uh, Sotogake. Derma Sotogake. All right. Sotogake. Next, I am going to take Verifying. That sounds like the name of a winning Kentucky Derby horse. Verifying. You go and put your ticket up there and you scan it. It just says Verifying. I like it. Got it. All right, Chandler. I was going to go Practical Move, but I guess SCR means Scratched. Um, Let me go with Derma Sotogaka. Too late. Already oh, Chandler. There have been six picks in this draft. <laughs> and you managed to take a pick. That was picked two picks ago. Sorry. Uh, let's go with two fields. Okay. Can't just cup. have one. Whoa, cup. Oh, dear. Can't just have one field. You got to have two. Surely you have back to back picks. Um, Has anybody picked Tap at Trice? I have. Yes. Okay. That, w- that would be me. All right. I'm going with Confidence Game. Confidence Game. All right. That'll be one, and then I'm going to go with Rocket Can. Rocket Can. Rocket Can. All right, Chandler. I used to have a step-great-grandmother named Madge. I'm going to go Madge. (laughs) Madge. Okay, cool, cool. God rest her soul. All right, I am up. Ooh, I like that, but could be, you know what? Uh, ooh, ooh, oh. Ooh, ooh. I'm going to go with a great Smashing Pumpkin song, Disarm. Cows. Because the killer in me is the is killer, killer in you. Killer. All right, Tony, back to back. Oh, I get two? Yep. Okay, last two. Is this the. Uh, These are your last two picks. Uh, I'll take Hit Show. <laughs> that could be a real hit show. Yes. And. I want to go. Let's go. Uh, Sun Thunder. That's a cool name. So, what about uh, like uh, Sun Thunder and Derma Sotagate on the in the stretch? That would make for a yeah, fun end. Rising Sun. I'm going with Mandarin Hero. Mandarin Hero. All right, Chandler, your final pick. I'm going to go with. I hope he raises some cane. Raise cane. Raise cane. And Shirley, the last pick, Mr. Irrelevant. Um, who's left? Because I'm trying to figure out which ones have been picked and which haven't. Did anybody go Cyclone Mischief? You have Cyclone Mischief. Oh, that's a good one. You have Lure. Nope. You have Continue. Nope. You have Jace's Road, King Russell, Reincarnate reincarnates i'm gonna go cyclone mischief cyclone mischief all right in shirley stable she has forte confidence game rocket can and cyclone mischief chandler has tap it trice two fills may madge madge (laughs) and raise cane i have king's barn I have Verifying, Disarm, and Mandarin Hero. Tony has Angel of Empire, Derma Sotogate, Hit Show, 
and Sun Thunder. All right. It sounds like what's the um, where the movie where they go to prison and they have to race in the cars and try to kill each other. Uh, the movie. Death that race. was bl- uh, death race. Is that or is that Blade Runner? Is that Blade Runner? Mm. I'm thinking oh no! The one you might had, be. Uh, it might be Death Race. Yeah, and you ever ever seen those? I've never seen it. The first one has Jason uh, Statham. Statham. Okay, then that's Death <laughs> no, Race. I wasn't gonna do it. You got the first name no, right. No, I was not. I was gonna wait until I figured it out before I said Jason Bateman. <laughs> Jason Strahan. <or> something. <laughs> Jason Biggs from American Pie was the star of that. All right, Kentucky Derby. What are, What are y'all doing for the Derby? Will you even watch it? Yeah. I mean, Do you make plans to watch that little seven minutes? No, no. I know it's less than that, but you got to see the horses come in. I mean, you, the race happens. It's very quick. It is. Like, if you're not ready for it, you'll, yeah, you'll miss it. Blink. You'll yeah. miss it. No, so, I mean, I guess I'm just going to turn the TV on. Uh, yeah. What time is it at? It's like a little after six, right? Isn't that when they usually do it? Okay. Uh, Tomorrow, right? It is Saturday, and I don't know the exact time. I will have to look that up. Uh, Tony, let's talk a little Canes before we get out of here. Holy cow. Man, well, really got after it. A beat down the other night after a very uh, back-and-forth series with the Islanders. Really, no game got away from either side. Uh, but that one the other night, Canes jumped out to a 3 nothing lead. And never look back. No, uh, yeah, and really, kind of a I won't say a must win game, a need to win game for them is like, look, is that we struggle on the road in the playoffs, or at least we have over the past year or so. And the Devils were good on the road. Yeah, correct? and they've been dominant. Just they've been pretty darn good. Period. And they're fast. A lot of people had them. I think they were money line favorites over the Canes in, in some cases. So the Canes were. They, no, you're right. Uh, they were a slower. It was like an even, basically. But I know for the odds to win the Eastern Conference before the semi started, the Devils were a higher favorite than Carolina. Yeah, and so you felt like even though Carolina had the better record, um, a lot of people were really giving a lot of love to New Jersey. And I guess they're... You know, their, uh, whoever their goalie is, he had gotten pulled in a game at one point and then reeled off four wins in a row and had two shutouts. And the, he's, he's got a weird name. Yeah, and the and the Hurricanes goalies are just so hit or miss, it seems like. Schmid. Schmid. <laughs> he sounds so mid. Schmid is mid. Um, but you don't know what you're going to get with uh, Anderson and Ronta a lot of times. Is like, is Anderson going to be healthy? Is Ronta going to be really good or just like let some weak goals in? And uh, so Anderson went out and played a good game. But I felt like the Canes were just all over him the whole time. And it felt like it was easy for him. So you need to get that. But look, is like I'm not going to feel good about the Hurricanes until they get uh, a win on the road. It doesn't matter if yeah. they go up to a... Uh, I need them to get a win on the road just to feel good. And then you got to, I mean, look, what are going to be playing the Florida Panthers? Perhaps. They're up 2 nothing in their series yeah, over awesome. Toronto. Uh, by the way, a little bit of a later start tonight, 8 o'clock on oh, TNT okay. nice. instead of the normal 7 o'clock. So uh, that's coming up tonight. Tony, uh, what do you guys got going on with the C3 podcast? Uh, tonight, Friday, free for all. So you could be a co-host of the C3 Panthers podcast. Jump on YouTube and you can jump into the show and uh, have your – your fill of Panthers talk Tuesday night. We've got uh, the regular C3 Panthers podcast, our flagship show, just kind of peeking around, bringing in guests from around the league, talk about their drafts a little bit and 
uh, just seeing, I guess, where, news, where the news takes us. This is going to be the low. I guess we got rookie mini camps that are happening right now. Yeah. Um, so but be, we don't get a lot from that, do we? No, we see some cool competition drills that the yeah. Panthers have been putting out. But no, there's not. And then you're going to have, what, a month off, and then they'll have OTAs, and then another month or two off. And then it's just, this is the... May, I June, guess, July, nothing really going on other than arrests and injuries. Yeah, I guess this is like, a, maybe I should get back into the draft. And the idea is like, we, we talk junk about the draft, but we're not going to have very much to talk about, period, until we get some football out there. So I guess we should get the listeners uh, of PRL Live to to tell us what shows we need to be talking about because we're going to have to fill a little time on Friday. Oh, yeah. We enjoy uh, the time filling. Yeah, months, I actually, we have a lot more fun in this time. Oh, my Cubs are surprisingly bet good. Yeah. Uh, so we got some cool things. I guess we'll figure it out and play some, game, you know, some games up here, do something. We got some uh, baseball. We could do a uh, Tony Dunn special edition of Name That Sound. Absolutely. One Friday. Love it. And uh, see how your ears are. Uh, Cubs, by the way, winners over the Marlins today. Nice. Four to one. So already. What's their record at right now? Uh, 16 and 16, sitting at 500. Hey, we'll take it. All right, let's take a break. We've got some baseball and softball about to get underway. We'll keep you updated on that on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. Also, we have Bud Light and Bojangles Hard Sweet Tea to give away. So we will do that in hour three. And Morgan Aylers joins us when we return on the other side of this timeout. More to go. Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bells Fork and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Alrighty, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Chandler, could you be a pal and hand me the Roku remote so I can get a little East Carolina athletics going on here in the studio as ECU getting ready for baseball in Cincinnati. Softball right here in Greenville as they play this weekend we'll keep you up to date on that on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by the buck uh, got canes and devils tonight at eight o'clock and a couple nba playoff games as well to keep an eye on celtics at sixers that series tied to one game apiece and the suns need to win at home they're down two nothing to the nuggets those games going on tonight on espn all right let's head out to the pirate radio live line joining us morgan aylers voice of dowdy ficklin stadium in g's coliseum he joins us here today on the show morgan how you doing man great to be on here cliff it's a beautiful weekend and uh it's friday 
a beautiful graduation uh, friday here in eastern north carolina and across the country so a lot of folks out there celebrating and it was a celebrating weekend for the aylers household with holton aylers getting a rookie free agent contract with the seattle seahawks now i talked to bailey earlier this week morgan and he couldn't remember if it was you or holton that told him but seattle would have been pretty far down on the list of teams you would have thought that would have signed Holton Aylers according. So tell us that story, Morgan, when you uh, when Holton got the call from Seattle. How surprised uh, was he to get that call? Well, it was a really long day, Cliff. You know, watch the draft, watch everything unfold. and uh, A lot of ups, a lot of downs, but, uh, you know, it was really kind of surprising. Uh, his agent called and said Seattle – is very interested, and then their their scout that he had actually talked to, I think one time, uh, called and asked him if he would be, uh, how would he like to be a Seattle Seahawk? He said, I'd love to. And uh, he says, all right, we'll call you right back. And a few minutes later, he got a phone call, thought it was the same scout, and it was uh, Coach Pete Carroll on the phone and uh, told him, he said, we want you to be a Seattle Seahawk. And, uh, you know, talked to him for a few minutes, and, uh, he's going to be a Seahawk. Leaves Thursday. All right, so that's what's on deck. I, I saw that there was one quarterback drafted, kind of late seventh round. It was Max Duggan from TCU by the Chargers, I believe. And Bailey said that there was uh, some thought that maybe the Chargers would draft Holt Naylor's in the seventh round. So, how about there towards the end of the draft, Morgan? Did uh, do you think there was still a possibility he would get drafted uh, before the the free agent route? From what I what I was told was that um, you know the Chargers really went back and forth on Duggan and Holton and uh, you know that that last pick that they had in the seventh round and uh, they opted to go with uh, Max Duggan who's a really good quarterback obviously uh, kind of surprised he went as far down as he did and there were several others that were picked and Holton and I were talking about it during the draft which is kind of surprising but uh, you know they they opted with him and. Uh, everything works out for a reason. God has a plan. And uh, I told him, I said, Bud, you can't go any farther west or you'll end up in the Pacific or any farther north, you'll be in Canada. So there you go. And the Holt Naylor's C.J. Johnson connection continues. How cool is that, Morgan, for C.J. to also get an opportunity with Seattle? Yeah, that's kind of crazy when you think about it. I don't know how many times that's really happened. I'm sure it has, but it can't be but one or two times that somebody – guys have played together for three or four years in high school, three or four years in college, and now have the opportunity to play together in the NFL. And uh, Kind of exciting, and I uh, wish nothing but the best for CJ. Hopefully he can get out there and show what he can do. And Like I told Holden, I said, you just got to go out there, listen to your coaches, listen and find out what they want and how they want things done and do it exactly like they want. If you can do that and focus on what you're doing, good things will happen, and hopefully Holden and CJ will be able to just for uh we're both trivia guys morgan so just for trivia's sake i will mention that uh oj simpson and al cowlings played high school college and pro together although we might want to strike that from the record but just throwing out facts well how the hell did that end up <laughs> <laughs> moving along quickly uh, all right the only thing you know al cowling you know played you know obviously in the nfl and usc but uh, he's most famous, of course, for being OJ's friend and yeah. driving the white Bronco. That is correct. So, uh, yeah, just throwing that out there. Morgan, were you surprised Keaton Mitchell didn't get his name called during the draft, ended up signing with the Ravens post-draft? Yeah, I really was. I really was. I thought he might go 
you know, four, five, six, something like that. And there was a lot of guys that were picked and um, in the draft, running backs. And I was, I was very surprised he didn't get picked. But again, things happen for a reason. And you know, he's with the uh, uh, the Ravens. That's where his dad played when he played on that Super Bowl team. And, uh, good for Keaton and good for all the guys that got picked. Yeah. Up. Uh, now, you know, with Ryan and Noah and now Isaiah, you know, he's going to get his chance. And, uh, you know, it was a very good year for East Carolina football in the NFL draft. And Morgan, uh, I know Holden had a lot of people he could ask questions to with all the connections he's made in the football world. He's got you know a great family, obviously, people he, he can count on. It was cool to hear Noah yesterday when we talked to him on the show about reaching out to Deontay Smith, Garrett McGinn, guys who have been through this process. And anytime he had a question about what was coming up or or something, he could ask those guys. And because it's a stressful time, right? I mean, it was I'm sure it was as stressful as a dad, but for these guys, they're getting a lot of stuff in their ear and some true, some not true. They're talking to a lot of different teams. Uh, it's good to have people you can kind of go to. And, and Noah said he had a couple guys he could do that with. Yeah, you know, pirate football and pirate nation, it is a family. I mean, you can go. I talked to Dante a little bit this this fall when East Carolina was at Cincinnati. He was there, uh, uh, you know, down right three or four rows in front of me. We're, we're talking to him, and uh, you know, it's it's a family. And these guys follow each other. They text each other. They're in group chats with each other now. And uh, you know, it's always good if you can find somebody that you can know and trust and talk to folks because you know, it, especially the free agent part of it. One thing I I, I was made aware of it going in. And it really was true. Uh, you know, the teams are, will sit out there. They're not just waiting on, hey, I'm going to use Holton for an example. But just, you know, we're, we Holton, we want you to play with us. you, you got to make a decision right now. And it's an hour. You know, but they've also got three or four other baited hooks in the water. And the first one they reel in, there's a one-catch limit. And that's who they're going to bring in. And But they don't necessarily tell you that's what's going on. And that, that's what happens a lot of times. And, uh, you know, but... Uh, again, things happen. Things happen for a reason. And, you know, like Bill Johnson, Holden's agent, and CJ's and Ryan's agent said, you don't have to have 32 teams fall in love with you. You just have to have one. There you go. Those guys all had their one. And, uh, exciting times for the Pirate players that are going to be trying out for the NFL. Talking to Morgan Aylers on the Pirate Radio Live Line as we talk football, ECU baseball underway in Cincinnati, and a two-out rally for the Pirates. Josh Moylan double, Jacob Jenkins Coward walks, and then Luke Nowak brings them in with a two-run triple. So East Carolina, an early 2-0 lead over Cincinnati, and Morgan coming off a frustrating loss, a tight ball game pitcher's duel Wednesday night in Green Greenville against North Carolina. Pirates get it going early against Cincinnati here on Friday. They really need to. You know, I think that's with, with the Pirates this year, and, and obviously, Clip, you, you follow it as close as anybody calling a lot of the PA form. Um, you know, when East Carolina has been successful, they've gotten on the board early and developed that offensive momentum early in the game. It seems like if, if, there's been a couple games this hasn't been the case, but if the Pirates go late in the game and aren't swinging the bat well, it's really tough for them to to generate their own momentum. and uh, Hopefully they can keep it up today and really put it on Cincinnati. This is a series they need to to definitely win two, if not all three of these games, because uh, right now you know we're looking to, to be on the road for a regional, and I know the Pirates would much rather be playing at home. 
Yeah, and I uh, want to get that AAC regular season championship. They're a game behind uh, Wichita and Houston. Those two teams play each other this weekend, so one of them is going to win at least two, and the Pirates are uh, playing catch-up right now, one game back of those teams. So East Carolina with a 2 nothing lead uh, early in the first inning on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. Uh, Morgan, what you got going on this weekend, man? Uh, playing tonight in Washington, Market Street Pub, and then on the road tomorrow to Raleigh for wedding. Good stuff. Uh, so the weekend is booked for Morgan Aylers. Morgan, thanks for joining us today. Congratulations to you and the family and Holton, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon, man. Thanks a lot. You guys have a great weekend. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. Do the same. There is Morgan Aylers, DJ Captain Morgan, joining us on the show. All right. Uh, Moylan laced a double in the right center. And that was followed by a walk and then a Luke Nowak shot that got out there to the wall. And he's able to get into third. Looked like he was – are you watching the game, Chandler? Mm. Looked like he was out at third, but I guess they dropped the ball yeah. at third base. That's what the uh, um, the third base umpire, he immediately called him out, which it looked like he was out. But that ball did come loose from the third baseman's glove, and so he's safe. And uh, we continue here in the top of the first. Man on first and third after Justin Wilcox with a good at bat. He walks. And now to the plate is Shaq, Joey Barini. All right, there's an update on baseball. Pirates up 2 nothing. Shirley, do we have an early update uh, for softball? They just came back from break, so I'm waiting <clears throat> for the official scoreboard to come up here as uh, East Carolina is now coming up to bat for uh and tulsa just took the field so i'm just waiting i do hmm. believe there's no score as of yet but let me double check here just make sure i didn't miss anything well, that means it was about a nine eight minute first inning i'm gonna say tulsa might have scored okay give me just a second this here. is just going off context clues pop up a score for us Jeez, uh ecu really espn plus where are we, what are we doing Barini fly ball into left, and that will be called to end the first inning in Cincinnati. So East Carolina out to a 2 nothing lead over the Bearcats, all coming with two outs. Two out, two out hitting has been the, uh, the trend this year for ECU. They do love to get hit, produce hits, and uh, a lot of times this year it produced runs, and that's what we've seen in the top of the first on the road against Cincinnati, a series that the Pirates definitely need to win and hopefully sweep. Uh, Tulsa up one nothing. Uh, sports guy, I'm a sports, sports guy. guy. Uh, did you see what I did there, Chandler? Were you good in English? Straight like, up context clues, buddy. Like you know, you'd have to answer questions about a book you read or about a passage you read. You had to go through the context clues. Were you really good at that? Because that was really good context cluing right there. That, I mean, that was some expert level context cluing. I was good at kind of. I was good at writing papers, BSing kind of ah, my too. way through me it. Me too same me too it was almost fun to bs your way and it had to be a certain length like this is a two-page paper and just doing everything you can to stretch every single word to get to that two-page uh minimum and i love how like when i was in middle school they'd say now you ain't gonna be able to do this in high school <laughs> and then you do it in high school and then in high school they say you ain't gonna be able to do this in college and i'd oh. be i'd bs more in college <laughs> and I did high school. they say you can't do that in the real world and you bs everybody <laughs> to this day i know in college uh one me. of one of my best friends when she graduated she graduated with like a sports management uh degree and uh, my degree is in communications and uh, so is mine. her dad at graduation day she was a year behind me and uh so i came back for graduation and 
he he came over and he said look he said i'm not stupid he said i know half that degree belongs to you and i just looked at him he was like i'm he's like i know you wrote all of her papers <laughs> did you get uh like compensated for that i can neither confirm nor did you deny get half that. of the degree all right fair enough i didn't get half the degree but but the thing was is i thought here i was thinking it was like this big secret and mm. apparently it was like the worst kept secret on yeah on campus i always wonder like things we thought we were keeping from our parents or uh, from people as kids they probably knew everything you know not my no 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 because there were some things that my mom didn't know for years like what um (laughs) i'm kidding no no no. i did i did have one i can tell you this one um when i was growing up i lived in a two-story house and the way the house was designed i could sneak out of my bedroom and climb up on the roof and come down through a stairwell or staircase on the back side of my house so during the summer months you know you're bored you're in a small town you don't have anything to do there was no internet so me and a couple of uh, my guy friends would come my guy yeah they would come over at like one or two in the morning and we just kind of hung out i mean it wasn't anything you know nefarious yeah it wasn't anything nefarious and we did it for multiple times we actually got caught by one of the guy's mothers and she swore up and down she was going to tell my mom i thought i was dead meat at that point but she never told on me but then years later my sister and i got into an argument and my mom was like trying to referee and my sister was like well, at least I didn't sneak out with two guys every night for such and such a time Hey-o. during the summer. And my mom's head, you might as well have, you know, it just went 360 degrees. And I just looked at my mom and I was like, statue of limitations, we are not talking about that right now. And then I just I just completely diverted the argument back to the subject. Good work. But my mom was, yeah, I, I, I got a good talking to about that. I did the uh, <laughs> the Ferris Bueller th- the thing you see in the movies where you sneak out of your window and put pillows uh, under no, the covers. No, you did. Oh, you did that. Oh my god! Snuck out on a school night, just go uh, to my girlfriend's house and out of my window, and went, came back, went in, and I can't remember if it was that night. I guess it was, or if it was the next day. But they were like they were more disappointed that i was just a complete dumb a that i thought i would get away with that like yeah we heard you leave and come back and you actually put like they made me feel like a complete fool <laughs> yeah so as was, they should I know. <laughs> which is a great for tactic because they make you feel so like stupid yes. that you just don't do it again yeah right you, you know that was the last time i did that yeah well my mom used the fear tactic and it worked oh <laughs> uh, yeah i never did anything like that you are a good boy. Mm-hmm. You're a good little boy. Good for you. Uh, Eric says, which pirate scores the first three-way this weekend in Cincinnati? Hey-o. He's referring to the Skyline Chili. I'm going to say... Um, we'll say... I can, see, I can see JC trying it out. Yeah, that's a good one. Let's go with uh, Jacob Jenkins Coward going with the Skyline Chili. All right. Do you want another Eric... Or, excuse me, Austin roast of Shirley Rhodes? Yeah, you're not. I kind of do. Okay. I've been enjoying them. Well, Chandler's the only one that gets the vote, so we will hear it. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> glad. I, I'm just glad I'm not the one that's getting roasted for once. Uh, this is like a special day on Pirate Radio Live. Usually, I'm or getting roasted. Actually, normally Chandler's getting roasted. Uh, <laughs> you're right. 
Yeah. You're the one getting roasted. Yes. But I'm I, the biggest star. I like getting roasted too. It's fun for me. And people roast me at times. But usually it's never Shirley. But Austin has a rivalry with Shirley Rhodes. He says, Y'all see the new Jerry Jones documentary yet? I heard our very own Shirley Rhodes has a cameo in it. She and Jerry went to elementary school together. <laughs> I want me some glory hole. I, I did. I went I to school. Glory hole. I, you I, are terrible. I, I actually, I did. I went to school with Shirley Rhodes went in elementary school. And also, I went to Arkansas with her. It was right before the prom. And I, I looked at She came into the room. And there she there was. There she was. And I said, I want me some Shirley Rhodes. <laughs> I want me some glory roads. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> Take a break. Go to break. No, don't go to break. Break, break, break. All right, when we return, we will give away a case of Bud Light, a four-pack of tall Bojangles hard sweet teas, and talk a little golf and more with Mark Greenell's Golf Shop Radio Show right here on Pirate Radio Live. Pirates up 2-0 on Cincinnati as they play in the bottom of the first. Shirley, what's the softball update? Softball runners on the corners. We got a double steal and uh, unfortunately did not work out. However, son of a... Tadrasini was safe getting back to third. So now you have runners at second and third. One out. Pirates are threatening Tulsa right now. All right. On the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. More to go after this. All my memories gather around her. Miner's lady, stranger to the water. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Country Mart, it has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese biscuits and country food around. They're open every day and have two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. And both locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93 ethanol-free high-octane gas, which is the best for boat owners. Country Mart, filling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Rock. All right. You know, in baseball, it's more rare to see a triple than a single, double, or home run. But not today in Cincinnati. The Pirates have two triples already as they play in the second inning. Amac, Amac, going off the center field wall to get to third base. And now Lane Hoover trying to drive him in with one out as they play in the second inning. We love a Lane Hoover chopper. We just got one, but it was too hot. He, The first baseman looks Amac back to third, and it's two out. Can you pause? You're ahead of me. Sorry. Yeah, it's not your fault, but I'm just now seeing Lane Hoover ground out to first base. So we need to. Uh, oh, the countdown. So five, four, three, three, two, one. All right, what's on your screen currently? All right. I'm uh, seeing a replay. Oh. Five, four, 
<laughs> let me know when uh, they show AMAC at third. Okay. All right. I'm going to let you know. They're showing Starling up to bat. He uh, AMAC's at third. All right. All right. We're good. All right. Are we synced up? Yeah, let's see. The uh, pitcher, uh, the catcher's throwing it back to the catcher, or the catcher's throwing <laughs> oh it back to the pitcher. <laughs> the catcher just threw it up to, <laughs> to himself. himself. It's crazy. <laughs> I think we're good. I think we are synced up, Chandler. Thank you for doing that, man. You're a good guy. Yeah, no problem. You're a good kid. All right, let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live Line. We got some golf going on, PGA Tour in the state of North Carolina as they play in Charlotte. We'll talk about it now with Mark Greenhelge, Golf Shop Radio Show. He joins us here on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Greeny, how you doing today? I'm doing great. Cliff, how are you doing? Doing good. Playing some golf in Charlotte this weekend at the Wells Fargo Championship. And, Greeny, uh, you talked about the field uh, that was going to be in this event. Uh, how's the event going so far there in Charlotte? Uh, weather is the big story. It's been absolutely phenomenal. And, it, you know, it is you're hard-pressed to get such consistent weather over the first two days. A lot of times when you talk about golf tournaments, you say, you know, guys that played early on Thursday and late on Friday, they got the better end of the deal. But, man, I tell you what, yesterday, I mean, other than it being a little chilly in the morning and warming up nicely in the afternoon, they had about the same consistent breeze. Now, I will say that the guys that are – playing now versus the guys that played this morning this morning it was it was dead calm here in charlotte until about maybe an hour ago and then we're talking like a five to seven mile an hour little breeze blowing but just absolutely great conditions and it tells you how hard this golf course can play when you have absolutely pristine conditions and uh you know after the morning wave eight under par leading the golf tournament yeah, some big names at or near the top of that leaderboard, Greeny. How about two weeks away, less than two weeks away now from the PGA Championship? We saw the the field, of course, in the Masters with the live guys. Is that something we're going to see uh, in two weeks at Oak Hill, or uh, will we have to wait later? What, what's the, the field going to look like for that event in two weeks? Yeah, we'll get a very good field there. Uh, traditionally, the PGA actually has one of the better fields in the world just because when you have the Masters field, you have the U.S. Open, and you have the Open Championship, there's amateurs that actually get into those fields. Amateurs do not get into the PGA field. Hmm. The, only other, the only other people that you see are the PGA professionals, and there's 20 of those. So you generally have a very strong field at the PGA Championship. It usually trails only the Players' Championship, which doesn't allow amateurs in either. But you will see live guys because there are still some that, uh, like for the Masters, they've won it recently, like a Brooks Kepka, Phil Mickelson. Um, and other guys that were still hanging on to the top 50 in the world at the end of last year, like a Harold Barter III. So you'll get that mixed again, but this is a different animal. This isn't where, you know, you're going to see Brooks Kepka and Phil Mickelson, who traditionally play well and have experience at Augusta National. We're, we're going back to Oak Hill. A lot of these guys may not have played that. This is where Jason Duffner won years ago. Um, it's going to be a, a, a completely different concept and a, and a kind of a different learning curve for these guys. So, you know, you may see one or two. You may see Cam Smith back up there, but I don't know if you'll see necessarily Phil Mickelson competing in this one. Talking to Mark Greenhill's Golf Shop Radio Show. Greeny, I saw a story a few weeks ago, uh, been a month or so now, about Mike Trout and Tiger Woods uh, going to build a course in jersey and it's uh it's south jersey is close to where my wife uh, grew up so i'm a little bit familiar with that area going there a few times and and found it interesting it'll be in uh trout's birthplace of vineland new jersey 40 miles south of philly and I, i'm just curious Greeny, about the 
courses used on the PGA Tour and how many have been around for, you know, decades at this point? How many are new? Are there thoughts of, you know, building new courses for competition like this? Like, how often does a new course get on a, a PGA schedule? Is it is it ever seen? Oh, it's definitely seen. I mean, you, you look at right now that the PGA Tour, they've moved their headquarters down to Frisco, Texas, and they have a new golf course down there. Now, that golf course is already in line to get a couple of PGA championships. Uh, I'm also hearing it's going to be the site of a Ryder Cup coming uh, at some point. I think the next one is like 2039 or something ridiculous that far out. But, yeah, you see golf courses being built all the time that are being built specifically to host some kind of major event, whether it's a PGA Tour event or a major championship. So there's a lot of those. And, and you know, you're sometimes you're hard-pressed. I mean, you still have, like, the, the Hilton Head Islands, uh, the Harbor Towns. You still have the Colonials, and, uh, you know, Pebble Beach traditionally uh, has hosted one, and Torrey Pines has hosted one. But they're getting fewer and far between uh, in some of the classic golf courses just because hmm. they they can't expand to handle the, the length that these guys hit the ball now. Right, yeah. Is there a course, Greeny, that you've played on, uh, you've visited, or that you know of that you would like to see added to the tour schedule? Like, well, what's the, I don't know, the best course not on the tour schedule? Would you have a, an answer for that? That's a tough one um, because most of the time I, you know, I've played local courses in the in the New England area and down here in the Carolinas, and and the the major ones are already on the tour, whether it's Will yeah. Hollow or something over in Pinehurst. Now, I've always played, uh, I've only played Pinehurst number two twice, I think now, and I've and I've always traditionally played what is Pinehurst number nine down there it used to be uh, a different name, but they took it over and I always used to play that course. Great. So <laughs> if you wanted me to go out and play, then I'd go play that one. But uh, yeah, for the most part, I think uh, a lot of these courses that have to be on the PGA tour are, are pretty big boy golf courses. And I mean, I, one of the ones I love is Beth page black. And when the U S open kind of ditched it, the USGA ditched it. It was great to see the PGA of America pick it up and kind of put it into their rotation. So that's one that I always love to see. Talking to Mark Greenhelge, Golf Shop Radio Show, former Clemson Tiger golfer. So when there's a Clemson story or uh, player that pops up, I always ask Greeny about it. And I got to ask you for a scouting report, Greeny, on K.J. Henry, who was drafted by the Washington Commanders. And interesting that they would go that route with Montez Sweat and Chase Young, but their futures kind of in question there in Washington. So they hope to uh, to draft an understudy there. And anytime uh, we can draft a Clemson defensive player, I'm on board with that. But what kind of player uh, is Washington getting in K.J. Henry, in your opinion? Yeah, this is an interesting pick. He's had some injury issues, but when he's been in the game, he's been somebody that's been kind of hard to handle on the edge. Uh, I think, if I remember correctly, he he missed a bunch of games, and then his first play that they put him in the game, he basically blew by everybody and sacked the quarterback. So you've got somebody there who's got some speed, who's got some talent. Um, Obviously, you know, you're going up a level in the NFL. He's probably very much a situational player. I don't think he's going to be any anywhere near an every down kind of guy. But if you're third looking to get some pressure on third down against the quarterback, I think you know he's somebody that you can stick in the game. I don't think he's small enough to necessarily maybe drop back into coverage and, and check a tight end or something like that. But uh, you know, I mean, fifth round, not a bad, not a bad option. Greeny, uh, Hurricanes in action tonight against the Devils. We talked about this earlier in the show, but we could be on a crash course for like a 
Kraken, Golden Knights, Hurricanes, Panthers Final Four, which uh, hockey snobs would certainly turn their nose at up at uh, with those teams. But it kind of would be fitting with the the Stanley Cup playoffs that we've seen this year. With of course your Bruins going down in Game Seven, the Avalanche losing in the first round. Just the the, the teams that we have been seeing in the Stanley Cup Finals making runs, just not around uh, in this year's playoffs. So kinda, it's going to be fascinating to see what happens. How about with the Hurricanes, one nothing series lead over the Devils. As you look at what's going on right now, uh, how much do you give a, ch- a chance to the Canes to make it to the Stanley Cup Final? Yeah, it's interesting. I Before this all started, I actually had uh, Boston and New Jersey in the East. I think I had uh, Vegas and Colorado out West. So Vegas still hanging on. Obviously, uh, the Devils still hanging on. New Jersey's one of those teams, and I had some uh, a Rangers friend, and I had a Devils friend who both kind of asked me what I thought. And, uh, you know, the, the, the one thing that I said to the, to the Devils fan that they were lacking was experience. And I told the Rangers fan, don't, don't give them, uh, you know, any light of day. And sure enough, they got that light of day against the Rangers, and they flipped the script on them. And so you got to kind of say the th- same thing to Carolina is, uh, you know, you got to keep these teams down sometimes that are inexperienced. The more experience that you give them and the more kind of mojo that you let them have, the more trouble you're going to be in. Um, man, but I tell you what, Florida, everybody forgets Florida was the President's Trophy winner last year in the NHL. I think they actually had a better team, made some better moves at the end of the last year to make themselves better, had a bunch of injuries, got healthy at the end of the year. They are the team that kind of should have done this last year. So they're definitely a team to watch out for over on that side. I mean, we could realistically end up with, uh, man, you know, Florida against, you know, the Kraken because the Kraken can score goals. It might be an entertaining series. Kraken don't play a whole lot of defense, but they certainly have some offense, whereas Carolina, I still think, has to win on defense. A lot of great offense on uh, Wednesday night between Edmonton and Vegas. Vegas won that one 6-4. to four. They will play their second game coming up Saturday, 7 o'clock on TNT. The only game tonight, uh, Devils and Hurricanes going on uh, tonight in Raleigh. Man, we saw the uh, Celtics flex their muscle the other night in Game 2. Needed to win it to tie that series up. They did. They'll be in uh, in Philly tonight for Game 3 of that series. And then the Suns trying to stay alive in their series against the Nuggets. They're down 2 nothing, Denver leading. But you look at the NBA playoffs, um, boy, the, the Warriors-Lakers, great series. Uh, Heat and Knicks have gone back and forth. You got some – I've been away from the NBA this year, Greeny, because the Hornets were so bad. Uh, but I'm finally logged back in, and I uh, got some good series going on right now. Yeah, could you – and I was thinking about this earlier. Could you imagine going back to the 80s and we could get a Boston-LA-Lakers final? I mean, it's definitely in the realm of possibility, especially if uh, L.A. takes out Golden State. Um, they just make themselves that much go- much, much better. Uh, you know, I think the Celtics kind of didn't maybe take their first game as serious as they should have, and uh, I think they kind of rectified that in the, in the second. I, I honestly don't think anybody's beating the Celtics in the East. I think the West is kind of wide open. I think any of, any of those, uh, any of the three teams, let's say, could win it. Yeah, you had the great rivalry with Bird Magic. You had a little bit of rekindling of that with the uh, the Garnett and Ray Allen and Paul Pierce Celtics against Kobe and Powell and uh, could be going at it again to end this season. That would be entertaining. Mark Greenheld's Golf Shop Radio Show joining us here on Pirate Radio Live. Greeny, what you got planned for Saturday show? 
Well, uh, interesting one. We've got a Saturday and a Sunday show. The Sunday show, uh, unless you're in the Charlotte area, you won't be able to hear it unless you go online to thegolfshopshow.com and grab it, and that's from 10 to 12 on Sunday. Tomorrow, we're going to have uh, the head golf professional at Quail Hollow, Scott Davenport, join us. We're going to have Brian Hammonds. He's going to talk about this new uh, club championship national championship where you can put a team together from your club and go compete against other clubs. Interesting concept. It's a Ryder Cup style thing. So that's going to be uh, something we're going to talk about. We're going to talk to Braden Shattuck. We talked about the PGA championship and the PGA professionals that get into that. Well, Brandon Shattuck, he is the champion of the PGA professional tournament. So we'll catch up with him. We'll talk with Gary Williams of the Five Clubs podcast, a former Charlotte resident, and also check in uh, live in the media center with Rex Hoggard of the Golf Channel as me and Maddie will be live from Quail Hollow tomorrow. That is awesome. Uh, Going to be a fantastic show. You can check it out 8 to 10 a.m. right here on Pirate Radio. Greeny, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the area golf, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. All right, thanks, Cliff. Have a good one. Thank you. Mark Greenhill's Golf Shop Radio Show joining us. We've got uh, more runs on the board in Cincinnati. The Pirates got a third on an error, and now Cincinnati has answered with one of their own. Two outs in the bottom of the second. It is three to 3-1. East Carolina with the lead. Zach Root trying to get out of this second inning. So 3-1 to the score there in baseball. Shirley, do we have a softball update? Uh, it is one nothing uh, in the bottom of the second. East Carolina has a runner at first, two outs, and Joey Fatante at the. Uh, hey. Oh no! I'm, I'm sorry. Oh. I thought it was 99, and it's not. It's 88. Uh, Mackenzie Keela, who is a freshman from Hawaii, 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 uh, at the plate right now for East Carolina. Zach Rude gets the strikeout to end the bottom of the second. It is East Carolina 3, Cincinnati 1 as they head into the third on the Buccaneer Music Golf School Board presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. Let's give away some alcohol. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. We got a case, a Bud Light. We got four tall Bojangles, hard sweet teas. And they can all be yours on this graduation weekend if you are calling number 12 and you are 21 or older. 317-1250. Call in now for your chance to win. More to go. Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. And speaking of Bud Light, congratulations to Bob Wall of Bethel was our big winner on our Free Beer Friday. Free Beer Friday is brought to you by, that's John Wall, uh, Free Beer Friday is brought to you by Bud Light. Every day, especially game day, is better with an ice-cold Bud Light. Pick up some Bud Light today at your favorite retailer. Bud Light, proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989 and the official beer of the ECU Pirates. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Do the Bob Wall. Wall. Bob Wall. Bob Wall. Oh, Shirley. What? Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Get me out of here! <laughs> what if 
I did an entire segment and I couldn't, and my mic wasn't on. I was, it's like you said my name. I was like, what? Is he was like, Charlie. I was like, a, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to turn him on. Cincinnati web gym there. Wall. Bob Wall. It's Wall. Bob Wall. The name's Wall. Wall's got a wall of beer coming his way. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of burr. 28 to be exact. So. President, tear down that wall. Sorry, that's history That was for a you. terrible Ronald Reagan impersonation. That was not a good... You are a good impressionist. I, I wasn't really trying. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down that wall. Parts of that was really it good. Was, that's pretty close, but... Yeah. Yeah. Tear down that wall. Well... Mr. Gorbachev, uh-huh. tear well, down that wall. I'd rather you just do this. The, is my microphone. The Hello. impressions you're good at saying Gorbachev, tear down that wall. Huh? Like the impressions that you're good Let's at. Let's go down to Gorbachev. <laughs> tear down that wall. <laughs> Mikhail. <laughs> Let's go down to Mikhail. Mikhail. And I told Gorbachev, <laughs> I said, tear down that wall. <laughs> uh, we're tearing down the wall. Okay, we're gonna tear down. We're tearing wall. down that wall. We're gonna be physical. We're gonna compete. We're gonna we're have a hard nosed military. We're gonna tear down that wall. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to the phones. <laughs> Gorbachev, what's up, Corb? <laughs> Ronnie, Ronnie chimes in. Ronnie Rag, he says. Tear down that wall. <laughs> Johnny Stats has a stat for us. Johnny Robertson. The stats to consider. Pirate Radio listener, uh, Facebook Live contributor, stat intern. The Pirates are 14-1 and when they are leading after one inning. Mm-hmm. They are 6-0 and when they score more than one run in the first inning. This guy. Johnny, once again. You're too good to us. The stats to consider. Steve Hill is complaining that the phone lines are rigged. No, Steve Hill is? Yep. He He wins all the time. Wow. I hate people like you, Steve. Whoa. Woo. No, I'm just kidding. I like Steve. All right. But don't be those people. Don't be that guy. That complain and say, oh, I don't do this. You win all the time, Steve. Wow. All right. A wacky play at first. Josh Moylan makes the catch with Amac running all the way from third over there. I guess tracking a fly ball, but uh, Josh Moylan snags it. One out in the bottom of the third inning. East Carolina leading 3-1 to one over Cincinnati on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck. Dubuck. This umpire does not like the corners. Oh, I noticed that. Root is getting squeezed. Man, he does not like the corners. You ever squeezed a root? Neither does this umpire over here. Like, that guy would not stand on the corner of Winslow in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival would not see that ump down on the corner. <laughs> down on the... He bleeps it out. He's like, yeah. You have a clean version of this? Pirates up three, two, one. Chandler, what are you doing this weekend? You going home? Going home. Um. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that a problem? No, but like, so last week, did we talk about this in the air? You got upset with me last uh, Sunday. Wow, about seeing you? Yeah. And then, that, yeah, because you didn't invite me? 
Yeah. That's all right. Is it all right? It's all right. You were upset. I was at uh, Tiebreakers, and you walked in. It was very awkward. And you were like, oh, you're here? And I was like, oh, no, you aren't supposed to see me here. <laughs> but the, I feel like the previous two times I've asked you, you've been out of town. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I'm not going to hand, I'm not, I don't want any more rejection. So I'm not, I'm just not even going to ask them. Not even going to tell them I'm going. I'll just show up hoping you're there. But now this weekend, I know not to ask. Yeah, don't ask. Don't ask, don't tell. So quit asking. So quit asking. I'm not going to tiebreakers. So quit asking. Okay, I have a question. Are you going to uh, maybe nah. see? Uh, not this weekend. Not this weekend. Okay. Not this weekend. All but, right. But soon, hopefully. Uh, no further questions. The case rests. If any, uh, the case rests. Is that what it's? My- the defense, the uh, prosecution. We're we'll taking a recess. The, the whole case. <laughs> The whole case had arrested on this uh, one. Court is adjourned. <laughs> uh, if anybody else has a question for Chandler about oh, his love boy. life, you can get those in on Facebook and YouTube. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We got a dinger. And we got a tie ball game. Oh, a two-run dinger. That's not good. It is 3-2-3 three, three, as Cincinnati has knotted it up with the Pirates It's in all the your third. fault, Johnny Stats. Did you say fart? Yeah, I think I think so. It's all your fart because I smell it. It stinks. Johnny, what's the Pirates' record when it's three to three in the third inning? Tell us that, Johnny. Let us know. Let us pray. Hey, I think we should, I think we should get Johnny Stacks whack. What are you doing? <laughs> all right, let's take a uh, final break. We'll come back. We'll we we will keep we you will, up to we, date. We will keep you up to date on what's going on in baseball, softball, and say our final goodbyes for the week. As we wrap things up here on Pirate Radio Live, back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, The stock market closed out the week on a good note. Uh, The Dow was up 546 points. And closed out the week at 33,674. The NASDAQ was ahead 269 points at 12,235. And the S&P was up 75 at 4,136. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now back to the show. Here's Clip. All right. Still trying to get out of the third here. Or did we just get out of the third? Mm, nope. We got a runner on second, two men out, bottom of the third, Cincinnati and East Carolina tied at three. Earmuffs. We got a review. We got a review going on. When I was younger, when I used to hear earmuffs, that meant cover your ears. Well, that's what it means. And it's not really earmuffs. It's like vibrating earmuffs, right? Is this what they do? Yeah. yeah. Or, all right, so seen some go like this a little twist yeah i've seen people do the, the tap. oh true seen the that tap. too maybe that's what they're doing i think that's like, yeah maybe i made this up that's uh jazz hands 
I've seen I've seen people do both. I've seen fire and Would I've you, seen rain. Uh, yeah, I've seen sunshine and I've seen pain. Um. Would you be one of these guys, or would you be one of these guys? Well, I'm going uh, jazz hands. I'm going to go tapper. All right, tappy tap. Boy, glad we got that settled. Thanks for tuning in on this Friday and all week long. Been a fun week here on Pirate Radio Live. Great guests, great conversation. Hopefully some laughs, some roasts, Mm -hmm. and uh, some life lessons. We'll be back with you Monday to do it all over again. I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Of course, Charlie Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, the crew here. I am Clip Rock. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.